Hello, and welcome to the second anniversary episode of the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Starring Tommy Martinez, Adam Tate, and Godzilla. Featuring appearances by comedian Russell Brand, journalist Borat Sadigiev, health official Dr. Wuhan, formerly of the rock band Megadeth, David Ellefson, drink mixologist and pudding connoisseur, Bill Cosby. On second thought, perhaps we should forego the pomp and circumstance and just start the show. Four, three, two... Latte Cola Promotion presents the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, starring Ed Gran Tommy Martinez and Mr. Adam Tate, executive producer Jay Big Bubba Martinez. And now, here's the greatest podcast, according to them, the Tommy and Adam Hard to name podcast. <laughs> Excellent. I like it. Welcome and welcome to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, season two, episode number 41. Adam, anniversary number two special. Two whole years doing this, and that voice that you just heard is that of El Gran. Tommy Martinez. And that voice you just heard is that of my rock and roll brother way before these two years, by the way, and the humblest guy that I know on planet Earth, Mr. Adam Tate. How could it have been two years? I don't know, but we're ready to deliver yet another great podcast available on Spotify, Apple Podcast app, right. RSS Podcast, yes. CastBox, and now Adam... We have another one? On Owl Trail. Owl Trail? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. But behind the control board, Adam, is none other than the mighty Godzilla. <laughs> there he is up there, Adam. Now, now I know. We're, we're, now we're going to let him in on the celebration, right? Oh, even yeah, though, yeah, yeah. Even yeah, though he yeah, wasn't yeah, here yeah. at the beginning, he's kind of a that's, latecomer. That's He's, very a, he's true. a new employee. He is, he is, he is, he but, is. But... Uh, his he contributions have been very valuable as of late. <laughs> well, well, I'm trying to give you a compliment, saying that you, the performance has been good. Uh, Adam, he yes. was just pointing out that he has been working for Datakoa Promotion for quite a for oh, quite a while. Oh, in another capacity, yes, though. Yes, but, yes, but yes. This is a specifically podcast-centric. Yes, this is a this is a celebration, Adam. Exactly. Celebration of two whole years. Two years doing it was on the 10th of October of uh, 2019 when we went uh, potting on internet airways, if there's such a thing. Yes, well, there uh, is. That we decided to take this venture. Adam, do you know oh. how many podcasts, even though we don't do math, try to avoid it at all costs, but do you know how many mm-hmm. podcasts we have done? 
Okay, I'm, I'm going to guess. Go ahead and give it a crack. I'm going to say... Uh, Don't show the crack, <laughs> just give it a crack. <laughs> I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a crack at 83. Oh. I'm that's what I'm talking about, dude. You hit it right on what? the nail. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Are you serious? We have done 83 uh, podcasts. Holy crap. 80. How do you like that? For uh, guessing, you huh? know, I it was it was pretty awesome. I I, I said, <laughs> "Wow, did you go on Spotify and see, I, I feel and, like and people eighty one and then added the two that are missing." I feel, I feel, <laughs> I feel like people aren't going to be impressed by that because they probably think, "Oh, he just has it on a piece of paper, random somewhere." But no, no I just no, pulled that you, out of yeah, my head. You did, uh, yes, out of your crack. Thank you, Gonzalo. <laughs> He's tapping on the window uh, over the, there. What's he? Wait a minute, hold on, for real. <laughs> He said, "Lucky guess." <laughs> yeah, well, I know. <laughs> Eighty. Congratulations, Adam. Oh, congratulations 80, to you. You have been present in every one of those episodes. No, I wasn't present on that uh, one that you uh, played the Guns and Roses. Uh, our first. Oh, okay. You were, I yeah. wasn't here. Okay. That. Where was I? Was in California, I think. That's true. That's yeah. true. This is true. That was the only one that you went uh, and did the uh, but with, uh, 1970s DJ everything impersonation. With, everything with <laughs> most new material, you've been, you've been involved. We are, we, we, we're a team, dude. This is, this is the way we do it. We do it for the legions that are controlled by the general and the rest. Could you have imagined our, at the beginning that uh, you would be doing this two years later? Uh, you know, no, I did not. Honestly, I did not. I, I said, flash in the pan, that's, it's, that's all it is. Uh, maybe 10. Maybe something that happens like... Only in accordance with a concert, like something following a concert where we would put out new material, maybe. Yeah, like last evening, uh, what is it? It's what, 5.30 in the morning right now? Last evening, yeah. we could have went to Toby Keith. We he had a, he we was had a, in town. We had a whole bunch of things we could have went to. Yeah, we could have went to which I and and in my my bad for not telling you this, but you know uh, Wolfgang Van Halen was at the Cotillion last night. I, I knew it. So, I, I knew that that was happening. But, and I, but and the I preparations uh, for the second anniversary, yeah, kind of took some precedence. I would that. like to tell you that 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 wonderful intro is is just great. Yeah. I did not know all these people were going to be coming on, but <laughs> <laughs> and I want to say you look fine in your tuxedo. You're looking very sharp. Cosino, <laughs> uh, you're red. <laughs> Your red-loving bow it, it does not count. Yeah, there's too much fabric to get yes, it fully covered. Yeah, you can't yeah. do that. Just the bow is not the thing. You you look almost like a Playboy bunny out there. Because I don't know anything about oh, <laughs> <laughs> My mother has nothing to do with this. Casino. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> he gets personal quickly. <laughs> I told him that my mom uh, listens to this podcast. You know, I said, "Got to be cool now." Oh, my mother's also on. Uh, on, on Is she on Owl she's Trail? On, she's on. <laughs> I gotta check. I know she's on Facebook right now. Oh no! Oh yeah, dude. Oh, is she? Uh, she's friends with you, so she, yes, she picks yes, up every yes, yes, all the yes. things you put down. That's why you've seen my content on Facebook go down. Is she also a friend to the Datacoba Promotions? No, page? no, no, no. Let's oh, okay. <laughs> let's hope my sister doesn't explain to her this part of it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, dude. Two years. You know, honestly, I think first of all, I get to hang out with you. Number one, always fun. Always that's, good time. That's always great. You know, and then just to do this. Get it ready. We started with just screwing around. No, I no no kind of direction. Nothing. We still really don't have that much direction, but we but we we formalized it. There's there's some degree of discipline that one must. There have. is. There's there's a certain amount of preparation that goes in. So uh, yeah. 
So yeah, it is is a factor throughout the week. Like one, as soon as one's done, you're on to the next. It's like, it's like a football team. You're in preparations for the next week's game. One of the things that hurts the most about losing losing all that wonderful data that I had on the hard drive of my uh, cell phone mm-hmm. was I had all these notes of ideas on this one part, you know, on the notes app. Yeah. And that's yeah, all gone, yeah. dude. I, I never, I never backed that up. So I had all these oh, ideas no. and all these notes and yeah. And like, there I, could like, have been like, some gold in there. Yeah. And I, like, I had parts that I said, okay, call, call Adam, have him record this, send it to me. Cause a lot of the stuff that we do here, you know, when it comes to bits and things like that for the fans that are, that are just starting to love us now, if they go back and they listen to all 83, you you could probably listen to 80, there's actually 85, Adam, there really is, but you have to go and find it some, the other first two somewhere. Oh, okay. And uh, you, you'll see that a lot of our bits, they're, you know, to us, they're super funny. I think it is just doing them is funny, just cutting them and, and you know, adding on the Datikova promotion done by Nani, and it's a lot of fun. It really is. It's a lot of work sometimes. Yeah, all the all the production and stuff that you've put in from the rough start that we had, not knowing anything and how to get this stuff accomplished, and you have just uh, mastered. Thank it you. seems to put things together, to grab things, and in midstream, in thinking of while we're doing a show, you'll pull up something, drop some sound in there. You're you're like a, you're conducting an orchestra over there. Yeah, I mean it's it's well you know thank you Adam you you humble me but not really I love praise. Uh, you <laughs> please continue. <laughs> no, it's it's uh how do I say this? The first time that I ever saw anything that had to do because I used to write plays for like church. Mm, okay. You know I, I always like original stuff. I never like copying off of, you know. You, or, so you wrote Jesus out of your play? No, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Jesus. In church, Jesus was always centric. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote one time uh, a, a play that I was the devil, and I had, you know, anyway, that's another story. We don't want to go into <laughs> no, 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 I don't have time for that. We, we got a whole bunch. Reflections? But anyway, I would always write, like, like, my own stuff. I never liked reading or, like, Shakespeare. Psh, fuck that. We don't... <laughs> Who needs that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It just might write my own crap, and it works out at the end of the day. So anyway, long story short is I went to Disney. Oh, man, 1990-something. Monica was three years old. Okay. And I saw there was this one thing on MGM Studios where you were like a part of a live audience. So you got to see how the director did this and some of the, the sounds or the, the, the production coming out of the, uh, the control booths. So you get to see all this as, while it's going. And at the same time, the show is going on. You know, they're recording. Obviously, this is all rehearsed. And at the end of the day, and then at the end, like the last 10 minutes of that show, they, they showed everything on TV, what you had witnessed as they prepared it live and when they actually put it out as an episode on the season of whatever it may be, be it Seinfeld, be ah, it, be it Married with Children, be it whatever. And that actually fascinated me. Hmm. I says, wow, so this is how this works. You know, It's just one person really controlling this, this tornado of creativity okay, as it sure. was going. And I said, oh, that's pretty cool. So I took that idea yeah. and I wrote a play. Because uh, every year in in church they would give at the end of the the actual calendar year they would give the state of you know the things that had happened during the year and some you know some elder would go up there and read it and okay. everybody's like going half you know they're just waiting for the for the year to end to go outside and have the little party and stuff like that <laughs> okay. you know I was like hurry up you know and like and I just came with this idea that said let me write a play about what happened during the year so I invented a newscast. 
and I had TV set up, and uh, I had my cousin, my cousin Francie. Uh, do you remember the the, the uh, I think we spoke about this already, but you remember the uh, the Puerto Rican Bigfoot El Chupacabra? El Chupacabra. Yeah. Well, I I filmed. You, you saw him at the airport. Didn't yes. You? That's so. That was part right. of that. Was that part of that production? Oh, well. so. <laughs> In church, that was in that was in this historical record yes, for that yes. church. <laughs> yeah, conf- confirmation. Well, we, we had of like Chupacabra. a well, some of this it was like a live, uh, scene report, and okay. the and the Chupacabra was this really huge, this huge story that year in the news. So we kind of like stuck that in there, give it a little bit of you know, give it a little comedic relief, and, oh, that, and it was it was a hit. It was a hit. It was. It's a probably hit, better yeah. for the people who are listening to all. <laughs> oh, and then Sal- Sally Ann was born. <laughs> Yes. And then we had a funeral for this guy. <laughs> yeah. And then the Chupacabra. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, that's I saw that and it kind of like, you know, I still, like I said, I still directed my own plays. I still wrote them. And uh, I just gave a little flair. I said, oh, okay, good deal. I think so I wasn't that far off of how I was doing it. But it was all ad lib, you know, 95%, just like this podcast. Sure. So, you know, we have this, we do have an, an outline, obviously. You you all know that we all, if you, you've been with us for a while, you know that we go into a standard. We've already felt how our formula goes. And it works great. The feedback normally... It depends. I would still say we're getting. Are we still getting six, feedback? Six, yeah. <laughs> oh, like six, and sixty-five percent of it isn't good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but what you're saying, thirty-five percent is yeah, good. Yeah, thirty-five is no. it's, it's okay. It's not That's really right. great. That's not too while, bad. Every once in a while, we'll you know we'll get like that one thing. Mm, apology. I like it too. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, they like that, you know. <laughs> anyway, you know yeah, yeah. So Adam, so again, congratulations for we'll we'll talk about this a little bit later. Uh, instead of having a motherfucker, we'll we'll just discuss real quick some because oh, you know, obviously we have season three to the dis- oh my god to the, dis- the next- <laughs> to the dismay maybe of many. The, no, the season three, uh, the the what is it? The preamble, the, the announcement of season three is for right now. Everybody that thinking that we're gonna stop now, no, you're 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 dead wrong. <laughs> We're going to keep on going, Adam. So next so. week can be the state of the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Without the chupacabras, we'll, we'll just, uh, you know, well, we have basically our own chupacabra here. You know, <laughs> Chupacabra almost <laughs> runs this show, doesn't he? Oh! No. Yeah, he, no, he's not as, ma- not as majest- he's gonna, majestic he's gonna, as you are. He's going to get muted for a while this time. <laughs> Adam, shall we, my friend? All right, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and do this. Adam, good morning, my friend. Good morning, sir. Today is Saturday, October the 16th, 2021. Of the Tommy and Adam Hard Today podcast available on Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcast app, and Owl Trail. Owl Trail. <laughs> Castbox? Hey, that, that, the review on Owl Trail was pretty good. Really? Remember? I don't even, yes, but I don't even, I haven't even sourced Owl Trail. I don't know. They gave us five stars. Hmm. It was two. It was two reviews. Oh, good. <laughs> a whopping two. Two reviews. Yeah, and I and in, I in a format that I don't even know. <laughs> and I and I said I kind of said it to you. Says Adam, did, did you just review or <laughs> did you just because I didn't? <laughs> good idea though. I <laughs> I'm gonna review myself. <laughs> Sign in as like my wife or something, you know. And you told but, me something about Owl Trail or something. Yeah. I was like, what? What is Godzilla went to something now? No, is this no, no, Godzilla no, websites no, or something. No, no. He he loves he loves tail versus trail. Oh, oh, okay. oh okay. <laughs> that's the that's the way it goes. That's see. 
<laughs> You're muted now, Gosilos. No more, no more Gosilos for a little while. Anyway, Adam, yeah. today is National Sports Day, brother. Just generic sports. Just generic sports in general, right? Okay, so, so yep. whatever your sport affair is, you can just participate. Yeah, you know, sports are super popular, Adam, you know? I mean, <laughs> yes, people, yes, people love that. And I say that because sometimes I wonder why. Don't you ever wonder why people enjoy watching other people play something and when they don't play it themselves? Well, there's the baseball, which is the national pastime. It's just a way to enjoy part of the day. You sit back, relax, you watch... Uh, com- competitive athletics out there on the field. Maybe it's just it's just for the entertainment value. Also, could be for fitness. Yeah, but those are the people that actually who actually play. You know, some kind of game or sure. participate in a sport itself. Because right now, if you like, you go to what is it? There's countless sports cable channels. Countless. Is that true? There's, I mean, you can count them, but you know, I'm not going to sit down. I'm not going to sit down and count every single one of them. There's a shitload of them. Well, every region has like their own little Fox Sports Network. And right. ESPN has like five or six right. things. Yes. So you have to ask yourself: Is why does this exist? And I and I one time reading on a magazine is because of gambling. That's what it what it's what it all for the I guess for the mere mortal. Okay. It's no big deal. But it go because I mean I'm not a gambler. You do gamble a little bit, but not to the point where I don't know if you're doing fantasy sports or or uh, I have a fantasy football team there. So, but I mean, there's not uh, any high stakes going on there. But there's people that actually do that. There is people sure. that have high stakes going on with this. So I think that's why that exists. But and also I think that people like living vicariously through uh, their sports heroes. I think that's there's some kind of there has to be some kind of a psychological connection here with sports and that person because I you know my kids they they were in school sports and all that. So right. I was I was around them. I was around people that were always the children's Uber fans. Oh yeah, like the team dad and mom that, uh-huh. that would wear like the jersey of their son out there playing on the field and, and would the, get would get up in the the ref's face yeah, or the yeah. officials yeah yeah. And yeah. the number plastered all over the 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 minivan the back of the van yeah. sure. The truck all I mean again nothing Nothing against that. If that you know, that's, that's their, the that's the vicarious living yeah. through another person. That's they're living through their son. But it, you know, if son and daughter. and daughter, yeah, the, it's not just one, Adam. It's many. Well, sure, makes you you know makes you wonder. And again, I'm not putting that down. I think yes, absolutely, support your children. Uh, sure, you know that's great. Just don't overdo it, or and don't put their don't don't fill their minds that oh yeah, you're the next you know uh, uh, Ken Brady. What's the guy named Tom Brady? Tom Brady. Yeah, you go. but you know you know what I'm saying. I, I think that's not healthy. But again, that, it's not my place. But if they really but, uh, believe in their son and they're gambling addicts, maybe they're like placing bets on the sideline <laughs> against the other that, parents. That could be it. That could that be pretty could good be, too. You never know. You know, your son is by winning these games is earning them a bunch of money. Yeah, and you know, Dang. sometimes there's a lot of conversations that and these people tend to know each other very well. Yeah, yeah they know each other. They know their na- the names of the other players. I, I knew Jeremy's name. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't know his guys on his team. Uh, yeah, I know Monica's name. I didn't know. <laughs> You know, I had no interest whatsoever. So when Jeremy came up to bat, you would uh, watch him, and then you'd go right back to the paper. Wouldn't, wouldn't watch anything else going on. Like, oh, <laughs> when, when I was in the Sergeant Majors, got double. When I was in the Sergeant Majors Academy, and I was doing the online modules for that. Guess where I did them? 
from the bench father of the year award (laughs) (laughs) it's the only time i had off on the weekend so i had to be at jeremy's game so i would do that in between games okay you know but it is what it is anyway adam national sports day my friend sure october is prime time for national sports day that's why on october the 16th the fans families and athletes of all sports converging on one month come together to celebrate adam their favorite athletic events. All disciplines of a sport take the field from the youngest to the seasoned professional, Adam. Sure. While golfers hit uh, the links to get the least uh, nine, get at least nine more holes before the snow flies. This is getting all fucking poetic. You know, screw this bullshit. <laughs> Basically, what they're saying here is everybody's trying to get their time in. Uh-huh. Before it gets too damn cold. Not everybody lives in Florida, Adam. What are you going to enjoy? Or California. What are you going to enjoy? Uh, I'm going to enjoy doing this podcast when it gets cold. <laughs> <laughs> this is your sport? <laughs> this is my sport for winter. <laughs> Every year I would take on a project, you know, and, and uh, I was either painting or doing something. I'll read and mm. and do the podcast. These, that's, are, these are sports. That's, that's, this is, it's almost, I'm sweating right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> But but yeah, I mean, I, I know you enjoy football the rest of the time. So I do, you know. And it says it tells you right here. It says football is heating up, and tackles, kicks, and offsides are all over the viewers' televisions. <laughs> they're stating so, yes. they're stating the obvious on National You're Sports right. Day. You know, these are things that happen in a football game. Yeah, you, yeah. And it, another thing is to me, and this is always amazing. I love watching baseball for the experience. I could go and watch any team at a major league park. And I will enjoy just watching, like I saw last week in Little J and Dallas play in this little, you know, Little League. They were in a major league park? No, they were in a Little League. Oh, 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 oh. But yeah, no, two years before he marched on the uh, Rangers field. Texas Rangers, sure. Yeah. Anyway, but that's another story. But uh, (laughs) I I enjoy that. I I could go there. I like the experience of sitting there. If it's not too hot, it's even better. If it's not raining, well, yeah, it's awesome. Okay. But uh, yeah, I'll go out there and I'll watch that, no problem. I, and, and I'm not the guy that'll stay until the ninth inning. I won't do that. I'll leave. Uh, I'm, tr- I'm trying to get out of the traffic, and I'm too old to be you know, screwing around with this mess. You just want to enjoy the experience, yeah. but you're not a diehard fan. Yeah, not, of, not to of the death. No, competing. not to the death. I follow the Cardinals. You know, I'll look every single morning, I'll see who won. You know, who did what? I, I don't know all the names because I don't watch it on TV as much or I can't hear, hear it on the radio mm-hmm. like I used to hear it when I lived in St. Louis. But anyway, I still try to get in there as much as I can. We have another Cardinals fan friend of mine. He uh, works in my volunteer uh, uh, center. Okay. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> and uh, we enjoy, you know, talking about that. But it's like, it's no big deal. You know, if, if, if it happens, fine. If it doesn't happen as well. And uh, basketball, professional basketball, I, you know, I follow the Knicks. I'm a native New oh, Yorker by birth. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's been a long time yes. since you've had any success, really. Yeah, you know, and then, and, and, but, you know, again, I'm not, I just go in there, look real quick, and maybe see a highlight here and there, and that's it, man. That's, that's as much sport you're going to get out of me. Wow. And the rest of the time, you know, my TV right now is limited to, like I said, uh, a YouTube. That's what I'm watching. I got to find things for the for the podcast. I know. It, it, <laughs> it, is, it, is, a, it is a job. It is you something know. that has to be addressed. And Gosito asked me to produce some of his videos as well. So, yeah, that's going to be another. Now, you're on his staff? <laughs> I'm going to be on his staff. Oh, yeah, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to have to lend some of my talents to, to Gosito's uh, uh, videos. What a tangled yeah. web. Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. 
again, I uh, my dad. Big city, baby. That guy right there. Super baseball. He gets the MLB, the MLB package. The whatever. TV yeah, package where you thing. get like every game. Yes. And he's already in August making predictions and doing his own thing. Right. You know, he's awesome when it comes to that. I always call him in August, beginning of September, say, hey, dad, who's going to win? You know, he'll go into this, this, okay, so this gigantic tirade of what's going to happen. We're in the playoffs now. Who has he predicted? He says what the Dodgers will. The Dodgers are yeah, going to take yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we are we down to the league championship series? Not now? yet. Not, no, no, no. Oh, not yet. Okay. So anyway, so uh, he's going to uh, uh, you know he watches it. He does his thing, but my dad has never picked up a glove or a bat in his life. But he's super passionate about it. What? Yeah. Again, another mystery of National Sports Day or you, on National Sports Day. You never had a catch with your pop? Never. Never, what? Never, never, yeah. I mean, my dad came back. You know my sad story. And he came back yeah. when I'm like, you know, 12, 13, whatever I, I, I was. Yeah, yeah, but you know, and then but still. And, and his support to me, you know, I mean, I was, yeah, sure, I, I was, I was working on my on my schoolwork in between games, you know. And my dad's support to me when I played was, yeah, yeah, he'd yell out while I was at bat. He can't bat without guitar. Father of the Year awards. <laughs> <laughs> but how passionate can you be? Yeah. If you don't pick up a ball ever and just give it a toss. That's his thing, though, man. Wow. Yep, yep, That's yep. That's wild. From a young age, family road trips were many, excuse me, to cheer on siblings in a variety of sports. We've all been there. I mean, I never cheered any siblings. We cheered our children. Sure. We hauled our gear from place to place, mm. and the team knew the season was drawing to a close when the duffel bag, Adam, began to what? Stink? Stinky stank. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So you guys didn't didn't play uh, soccer, uh, Abby or or Luke? Or... Abby didn't do anything. Not not anything at all. Luke had a year or two of football that yeah, he played. And I, I caught a game one time. Yeah. You were, you were, I think, a coach or something or a fish on the line. I, I forgot what it was. It was just one of those dads on the sideline Helping trying out, yeah. to place a bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Team Blue, what do you yeah, got? And, and, uh, Luke, and Luke is a you know he's a he's a small Spitfire kind of kid. Yeah, he's not afraid of a lot of stuff. I don't think. Not afraid. But he, yeah. he, didn't, he wasn't the fastest. That, he had to grind out his yardage. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and, and Nick, he participated in a little bit of uh, soccer, but not not much at all. He's not really into the sports at all. Mm, wow. Uh, how do you observe uh, <laughs> National Sports Day? Oh, by the way, Adam, we've done on this day uh, probably 83 episodes. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> this has been like a permanent fixture. This has been, yeah, this is a permanent fixture. <laughs> Today we're going to blow through it as fast as we can because we got a shitload of time here. Are we? Anyway, we're trying. Uh, anyway, gather your friends and enjoy watching your favorite team. Could do that. You do sure. that. I mean, do you do? Do you watch that with uh, your father-in-law, with uh, el, el Señor Julián? I mean, I have. <laughs> it's just it's not an appointment that we have set to watch our our favorite teams together or I, anything. I have had the pleasure, if if yeah. uh, to have watch watch him watch football, watch him watch a Raiders yes, game. Yes. No, no, I don't. And care. all this, all the screaming and hollering. Yeah, it would, there was there was it, was there screaming? Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no matter your skill level, uh, relishing the challenge and physical activity will be worth it. Besides, getting together with friends and family to celebrate a favorite pastime is one of the best ways to celebrate every day, especially uh, sports day. Adam, and what do you do as you're celebrating? Take a wild guess. Well, first, you get out the cornhole. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this earlier. You do the cornholing, and then you hashtag it with National Sports Day. <laughs> Is the cornhole better than the than the, than the glory hole? <laughs>
Adam, it's also National Liquor Day, by the way. Oh, you can lick. <laughs> wow. Could have oh. mentioned that. Yes, I know. You get soused while you're playing this thing. Go steal it. Hit it. <laughs> Oh, man. This got to be good, man. Who do we got here, Adam? You know we have Slayer playing oh. Angel of Death. <laughs> There's some headbanging going on right here. Adam, Today in History, brought to you by History.com and on this day.com slash history. Angel of Death. You, you know, I started headbanging there for a minute. I, I know. I am not a big Slayer fan. How's your neck? Oh, <laughs> as old as I am, I don't think I'm, uh, tomorrow's when I'm going to be feeling it. I bet so. But no, 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 no. Uh, there's, you know, one of the things that I, uh, I, at least I plan on eventually getting this getting done, if we could ever work this out, is we're going to try to do a visual podcast. You know, to either upload it on. You mean we set uh, up like GoPros or something? Yeah, or yeah. Or would we have a actual live YouTube feed of some sort? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, yeah. Or we could put it on the Twitch. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, Adam, today in history, baby, mm-hmm. let me take a good guess okay. as to why we would have selected Slayer Angel of Death today. And by the way, the year is 1946. October 46. the 16th, 1946. Um. Place yourself in history, Adam. 46. I mean, we've just came out of the World War. Place yourself in <laughs> Europe. <laughs> We're in Europe. You're getting close. Oh, my gosh. Do we have some sort of a, a sickness, an illness, a something is uh, rampaging around the, the whole continent? We are eradicating a sickness. Oh, we are? Yes. Oh, what are we eradicating? On October the 16th, 1946, Adam. Yeah. In Nuremberg, Germany. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Ten More high- eradication? <laughs> yes, Jesus. We were. Ten high-ranking Nazi officials oh. were executed by hanging. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> For their crimes against humanity, crimes against peace, and war criminals, and war, excuse me, war crimes during World War II, Adam. We could have played a happier song for that. This is, this is good news. I like Angel of Death for those guys. Like, well, take out the trash. I like that. I'll take a, we have, oh, the one I from Oscar the Grouch from last week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> ten of them, dude. Two wow. weeks earlier, the ten were found guilty at the International War Crimes Tribunal and sent, sentenced to death along with two other Nazi officials. Among those condemned... To die by hanging were Joaquin van Rijdentorp, Nazi right. Minister of Foreign Affairs. I mean, that guy wasn't going nowhere. Everybody hated the Nazis, <laughs> right. except for two or three. Maybe he was going to Italy a lot. And Hermann Groing, oh, mm-hmm. he's a big one, founder of the Gestapo mm-hmm. and chief of the German Air Force. Wilhelm Frank, Minister of Interior, Alfred Rosenberg, head of the Rach Ministry for the Occupied Eastern Territories. Others included Rudolf Hess, out of Hitler's former deputy, were given prison sentences ranging from 10 years to life. Three others were acquitted. Wow. Acquitted? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I don't know how the hell they got out of that one. Have you heard in the news recently that they're still finding mm-hmm. people who have been yeah. involved and they're still like going after them and yeah. prosecuting them? They're at, super at 90 old. some yeah. years old, 95 or whatever. Yeah, some of them were like were like prison guards. Yeah, and... There was somebody who was like a secretary or something at one of these extermination camps oh, or something. Wow. And she was involved in, you know, thousands of 
murders. So she's, she's, she's she stamped, being prosecuted. She for, had the uh, signature stamp. Boom, boom. I guess. Boom. She was maybe, stamping maybe she away. was keeping the tabulations, keeping the records <laughs> of, okay, this, this is the numbers that we got she today. She was doing the math, and, I, and they couldn't get rid of it. I don't do the math. <laughs> <laughs> the trial, which had lasted nearly 10 months, was conducted by... Uh, Representatives from the United States, Russia, France, and England. It was the first trial of its kind in history. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's why this made significant history today. Other than celebrating the death of these uh, uh, sadist bastards, Mm -hmm. you know, this was also a first time in history where all these uh, countries came together and held some kind of a uh, trial. It was the first uh, to have charges ranging from crimes against peace and other atrocities against humanity. On October 16, 10 of the architects, architects, by the way, of mm. uh, Nazi policy were hanged one by one. Hangman! Oh, it's got to suck for that last guy. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> could, you just, could you just take me first? I mean, oh my gosh, you got to wait for the next guy. Oh, oh okay. Man. He, he's shaking and quivering a little oh, bit. He's not quite expired yet. Gosh. Oh, boy. Now, Herman Groing, this super macho guy who was sentenced who at the sentencing was called the leading war aggressor and creator of oppressive program against the Jews, died by suicide, dude. Mm. <laughs> so on the eve of his schedule, so so what? yeah, okay. so we were kind of cheated out of seeing this. Just guy. before they took away their like their shoestrings or something, oh, so he did, he was man. able to do it himself in private. This guy, you know, I think he was by cyanide as well. Let me see what it says here. Yeah, by poison was the suicide. Wow. Yeah, and uh, Nazi Party leader Martin Broman was condemned to death in absentia. He is uh, now known to have died in Berlin at the end of the war. Wow. So they were they were looking for this guy that had died. We don't know. He was probably in Argentina, you know, or maybe he was sure. working maybe he was working for NASA. <laughs> well, if he had value, if he could build a rocket, maybe. <laughs> According to ancient aliens. But you know how they should have done it? They should have like ranked them. Like, yes, you're guilty of these war crimes, but you're not nearly as bad as this one. So we're gonna take you first. Like and they should have ranked it. So like the, the def- definite worst guy was at the very end. Yeah. And that would have that would have been Hitler if, and he, then he would have beat him up. That would have been then Hi- hung him. That would have been Hitler if he wasn't a pussy ass and had killed himself yeah, with you know Eva. Sure, you know I mean Adam, you never think about who has the hottest uh, hmm. corner. <laughs> listen, no, listen, listen, listen. No, no, I think that's Hellfire. Listen, listen to this quick. Have you ever thought who has the hottest corner in hell right now? Uh, who's burning the hottest right now? Well, hold on. I mean, who controls of, who controls the, the temperature of the modern of the modern era? We're not going to go. But, to, we're not going to go to Genghis Khan. Or but who controls the temperature there? If if Lord Satan himself is down there and he says, "Hey, this guy did a lot of work for me up there," so you 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 kill, chill out and take it easy over here. I mean, the other people, you didn't you didn't kill enough. You would put dev- the devil as having, or as you call them, Lord Satan, God Jesus. <laughs> Please. Well, he's he's running the I'm underworld. Just, I'm just repeating what Adam does, said. Does Jesus, he not run the underworld? Know. Yeah, but, his but he has no kind of love or compassion, regardless. Oh, so he so everybody is equally evil yeah. in, in his eyes, and he, you wants, know, to, he yeah. wants to persecute he's God's not, creation. He's not going to have favoritism because he has zero love. Uh, he, has, he has a black heart. Didn't you see Ghost Rider? But I, well, it would, would be worse then. Would, would it be worse for anybody? It wouldn't be worse. No, but remember, God is the one that's going to be doing the because con- the devil's going to burn down there. According to my Pentecostal years, the devil's going to burn like everybody else. He's going to be tormented by everybody, like everybody else. That's still like a 
20 or 30 years away, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, who do you think? I what? think I think Hitler is the top three. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, we're speaking of like the modern day. I mean, Stalin should be there. He's got millions under his belt. Mm, yeah. Genghis Khan, you've already mentioned. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about modern era, so it would be Stalin. You know, yeah, yeah, Stalin. St- Stalin yeah. actually probably even over... Uh, Hitler mm. for for sheer numbers, yeah, and how much evil was behind it? I think though though with 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 Hitler's a lot of hate because you know it goes to with all these people that he he uh, he bamboozled into get believing into his whole you know yeah. their mess and all this other bullshit see hail and all this other shit that I watch on these super, uh, white supremacist mm-hmm. documentaries that I love watching. But what's worse, killing people that you hate or killing people that? People just don't matter to me. Just because. Just you know, stack them like cordwood in the back. Yeah, but you hate. There's a there's a special kind of you know hate. Yeah, it is a better story. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's why it's on History Channel all the yeah, time. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think second though is Saddam Hussein. Second? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Second to Hitler? Yeah, yeah. Over Stalin. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. But third is not good. He got he got hung too. Didn't his head pop off? Oh uh, yeah. Excellently, <laughs> nice. We were we were uh, we were uh, robbed of watching it here in the states. Yeah. We, we just we had all the cameras. Why, yeah, why yeah. We watch I, I don't know what happened with that because it was like it was like the episode of The Soprano at the end. It mm-hmm. just turned black. So right, oh. <laughs> right when his head was gonna pop. Oh, what the hell happened? What happened? <laughs> Did he survive? Did he make yeah. it? Did he make it? Will he make a sequel? <laughs> and we didn't get to see Osama bin Laden go oh, into, the, into the deep. Yeah, and there has to be there has to be. Uh, Body cam. Yeah, somewhere. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I want to see that celebration. I hope they release those tapes, you know, somewhere before I die. I'd like to see how that dude went. Anyway, but <laughs> you know who else is going to be in, in, in that high ranking order? I don't know. Of who? people burning in hell? Who? Fake televangelists. Oh. <laughs> I execute judgment on you, Satan. You destroy. You killer! Yeah, right. Yeah. There's gonna be somebody else executing judgment on those fools. Uh, Jim Jones for sure. People that want got yeah. really, really rich. Yes. <laughs> to taking grandma's last Bad few dollars. Tried. Those guys are, salvation. Those guys are up there, Adam. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're probably right. Those guys are they, up there. They might get the worst treatment. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good one, Adam. This is a good discussion, but uh, let, we need to move on. Uh, Gosilo, go ahead and hit it. Oh, Adam, today is sports history. Yes. No. Adam, who do like we have there, Adam? Like a well-oiled machine. <laughs> who do we have there? Adam? <laughs> that was it. Was that was that, that slowed? Was that slowed down? Or did that? No, that was that was their performance. Oh. That was their interpretation. Oh, wow, that was axis of awesome. Oh, okay. You know. Singing the cup of life. Oh, it's, Adam, yeah. I still like this version better for some reason. <laughs> you do. <laughs> yeah. Who sings the original uh, in that one? Ricky Martin. Oh, okay. Enrique Martin. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I, I was like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> I know. I saw the confusion I in just, your face. I said, well, "Okay, good deal, good deal." You, you <laughs> anyway, Adam. Uh-huh. The cup of life, soccer, another oh. uh, sport that is uh, that sweeps the world full of uh, of fanaticism and the cra- world sport and crazy craziness, mm-hmm. lunacy. Adam yes. in uh, 1984, Adam. 
Okay. October the 16th as well, 1984. Oh. The stampede of soccer fans before a World Cup qualifying match in Guatemala City mm. killed Adam. Yes. 84 people and seriously injured more than 100 on that day. This was a stampede before the match even mm-hmm. began? That's what it says right there. What are we stampeding for? I have no idea. I'm I've gonna, seen the people gonna, that hit the field I'm goal. I'm going to read the rest of this at the history end of the game. And, we'll and all out. the fans storm the field in victory. <laughs> but do you storm the field before anything even happens? Adam, now we will revisit. We will jump oh onto the gosh. time machine. We will jump onto the, the Tommy and Adam Hard Ooh. to Name podcast. Available on Spotify, I will trail RSS podcast, Castbox, Castbox, and Apple Podcast uh, app. app. That's there right. You, you got them all. I've got it right. Well, I'm deal. sure there's more. The Guatemala national team was set to face off against Costa Rica mm. on a Wednesday night in Guatemala City. Approximately sixty thousand fans. Oh, sixty thousand. That's, 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 that's like nothing. Big for a soccer yeah. Stadium. Most dressed in blue and white to support. You know, because the the, local, the okay. Guatemalan flag is blue and white. Okay. The country's traditional country, oh, I was right, there we go, came to the stadium, which had a capacity of only, Adam, 45,000. So it was definitely standing room only. It was, this was a, this was a, uh, this was a uh, stadium, I would call it a, mm, a uh, real life sardine can. A real hot <laughs> motherfucking ticket. <laughs> I've, I've got to see this game. Apparently, Adam, give a, give a, here we go. Okay. Counterfeiters had sold thousands of fake <laughs> tickets to the other. Okay, good. <laughs> In Guatemala, no way. I don't believe it. <laughs> 1984, how you? How would you counterfeit They were that? ripping people off? I guess oh, so, yeah. God. All the stadium had a very full to capacity. About an, uh, an hour before the match was scheduled to begin, fans continued to push their way into the venue through narrow passages. Oh, my God. Okay. As those in the front of them had nowhere to go, people began to get crushed and suffocated. Yep. Man, this is how that happens. That is nuts. Yep. Guatemala president, and obviously it ended up with this, you know, this panic stampede of people. Guatemalan president Alvaro Arzu witnessed the cows from a box seat and called off the match. However, oh, it was shit. too late for 83 people, included many children. Wow. The bodies of the victims, some with their clothes torn off, lined the grounds of the stadium afterwards as scores of injured received medical treatment. Wow. That is some sad ass shit right there. You should you. I say the best seat to see these things is from your house. That's just it. Me. Typically is because watching something on television, you get so much better angles. You actually have some buddy in the box kind of explaining to you what the hell you're yeah, looking at. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What's that yellow thing they're throwing on the ground? Did he just did he just wipe his nose? <laughs> it's COVID, you fool! Pick that shit up. <laughs> Flag. Pope uh, John Paul II sent a message of condolences to the relatives of the victims. Nice. Okay. President Arzu declared three days of national mourning. What does football matter now? Said Guatemala's head coach, Horacio Cordero. And in the end of the story, the Guatemalan national team got together and they willed themselves to win the World Cup, right? No. The Guatemala City (laughs) Stamp. You know, I, I, I hadn't read this, and I'm like, oh, shit. When, when, is that really what happened? No. No, no. Not at all. Uh, we're joking about this. We're fucking around with this. But, you know, but, it's, but it would have been a great story. It's a sad. It's a great story, though. Yeah, you're right. Guatemala City uh, stampede was not unique. Uh, there were at least four stampedes at soccer matches that killed more than 40 people in the 80s and the 90s. Mm. Yes, the uh, Guatemala... Uh, Soccer team inspired the Guatemalan miners that got trapped. 
We're just gonna keep making shit up. <laughs> We're just gonna keep making shit up as we go at them. <laughs> today, 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 today. Adam, I think Gostilo moved us on. <laughs> Time to move. Great one there, Gosilo. What do we got there, Adam? You know this is Electric Funeral by oh, Black. That's so Sabbath. awesome. That is so awesome. Oh. This is see, we just start with songs like this, and all I want to do, Adam, and all I want to do is uh, uh, just keep this record on <laughs> and shut up. <laughs> no, I don't want to shut up. I never shut up, Adam. Uh, yeah, Adam. So in. Uh, 1970, Adam. October the 10th, 1970. Okay. Black Sabbath. Okay. Were number one on the UK chart with their second album, Paranoid. Wow. Yeah, it's their most classic album. They were number one in Europe in 1970. I didn't know that. I didn't either. I, you know, usually I think I, I think I'm like as an obscure act, you know, even though they're super, you know, ex- obscure in the popular... Uh, world, the mainstream, yeah, part of the world, yes, but more of a niche type thing at the time. You would think, but how somehow they propelled themselves to number one. I think they probably maybe uh, uh, a lot of it had to do with the dark themes and things like that. I think they were still me. I don't want to say that they copied off a of Zeppelin or anything like that because they really took dark, dark, uh, dark imagery and I feel like they were concurrent. And if yes, this was like the beginning of. What do they call it? Doomsday rock, or like it has very, very, very yeah. dark imagery behind use, all of their. They music. were using the devil's note, the tritone, Adam. You know, yes. and here's this guy that uh, in Tony Iommi that has this ability to play these crazy notes that that really mess people's minds with, you know, missing with a part of a finger. It's all in the tuning, you know? <laughs> I, the, it, but when you're when you're a kid and you're listening to this, you don't know any of that. You're like, oh, wow. You know, it's this dark and foreboding. Yeah, this Let me, is, me listen to this a little bit more. Foreboding is the word, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the album which contains some of the band's well-known and best yes. songs, uh, yes. and i.e. signature songs, uh, include the track that everybody should know nowadays, Iron Man. Oh, sure, sure. You know, and War Pigs, Adam. Oh, definitely. And obviously, this uh, this is a uh, electric funeral. And you know, if you are a heavy metal fan, I would say this is up there with uh, that migration, that evolution of heavy metal. It it starts there. With, to me, it starts with Sabbath. You'd put the origin of heavy metal. With this album or I with, do. The, with the first album? Uh, I do with this one more than the first one. I would think so, too. And that's just my opinion. Yeah. But this, I, I agree with that opinion. And uh, thank you, by the way. We're finally agreeing. <laughs> we're, 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 we're finally on the same page. Yeah, we're finally agreeing after two years. That's a bad thing. <laughs> we're, we're not supposed to be doing that, Adam. But yeah, uh, and... and uh, We've had this conversation a thousand times, but to me, that's just where it starts. This is why I say the the uh, grandfathers or the originators, the Odins of uh, Hades. <laughs> what? The <laughs> what type of mythology are we in? Who's, who's the Lord of Hades? Anyway, doesn't matter. Come back. Okay. <laughs> he would. They. They would. This would be the lords of this darkness, which okay. would be. And you know. And again, it's 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 uh, a lot of the lyrics were written by the Geese. Okay. Yeah. Geezer was the lyricist. Uh, 
uh, also a lot of the songs came out of him. Uh, Ozzy was still, you know, contributing in his own ways. He and you later saw that, but you didn't see. Did that he at the rarely beginning. get a writing credit? Did uh, he? I don't think he made a lot of money he, off of Sabbath. Didn't bring a lot of material to Black Sabbath. Ironically, Ozzy was the one that kept that alive, even when he went solo. Because, oh. you know, Sabbath had a couple of change of uh, singers. You know, they did, sure. they had that one time with uh, the great time, which is the best Ronnie one. James Dio. Ronnie James Dio, obviously. Sure. Heaven and Hell and whatnot. Right. Ozzy kept it out in the public when he would do his shows, what I'm saying. Okay. So he kept these, uh, these Black iron, Sabbath, these Black waned Sabbath in, tunes. Waned in popularity themselves, but that Ozzy was still carrying mm-hmm. the torch for yeah, yeah, yeah. those old And songs. it kept it in, let's say, in heavy metal fandom psyche. Sure. You know, so when they gotcha. did, so when Ozfest came, down, well, you know, finally came to fruition, mm-hmm. and they were able to finally get them all together. I think the only one that had any problems with that was Ronnie James Dio. Oh, really? Yeah, because he knew that if they brought Ozzy in, he would be actually replaced. So he didn't want no part of it. Mm. So that's when he decided to quit Black Sabbath for good. Oh, okay. So that's just a quick. So that's on YouTube. You could, you know, you could Google it. You know, Ronnie James Dio leaving Sabbath. Mm. This week I was listening to. Uh, Heaven and Hell Live. Great album. Check it out. It's sure. pretty good. It have a, has a song that reminds me of uh, our spouses on there. So it's called Evil Woman. <laughs> 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 I don't know why, Adam. But where did that come from? I don't know where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> we get Godzilla to do some editing, maybe. Oh, my God. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I always chill to Neil Young. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't, don't listen to a lot of rockin' in the free world? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do, but yeah, a lot of this stuff, you know. Uh, I love you, baby, can I have some more? Yeah. Down, okay. down by the river. Okay. I told you that one time. I was, t- I was telling that story uh, not too long ago about when I had my shoulder repair surgery. Mm-hmm. Remember I was talking about that? And yeah. then I had popped that, uh, what is it, that uh, oxycodone, whatever it was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that night, I forgot to tell you the story is, uh-huh. the, I had an I- one, still had one of those like mini iPods. Uh-huh. And it got stuck underneath me, and it was on shut. It was the shuffle was taken off. And it was it, just on repeat? It was just on repeat. And that song came on. And that bass line, all I remember is wanting to get up and puke so bad. Because in the stupor of the high of the daggone oxycodone uh-huh. and that song, it just, I, I had to get, get and it, a lot of it probably had to do with also with the, the anesthesia in my body still. Okay. But I just, re- I always associate that song oh with, God. yeah, with, you know, I, that's the only thing that I could come close to having a patient of cannabis experience. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Neil Young, you know. Well, I don't, uh, t- I don't partake in Neil Young very often. Oh, you don't? No. If if I go into you, you, if you, I want you've to hear on the father of uh, of the grandfather of the, of the grunge, it? the godfather yeah. of grunge, yeah. Sure. But he, you know, I have respect for him, but I don't. You know, you, I don't follow his music that much. I, I I just like the Neil. I don't know what it is. It's just I think for some reason, I, a lot of it has to do with his voice. There's a uniqueness to it. Definitely that, you know, and uh, and he has integrity. Yeah, mm. to me as as a, as an artist, you know, to mm. me that's that's very important. Man. Why do you say that? What what uh, about him makes makes you think that he has such 
he takes high regard he, he for takes, the music. He takes on the man in his songs, you know. Ah, uh, yes, he always and, has a cause behind. Yeah, his songs, and, and 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 he's uh and he's Canadian. But he didn't get like uh John Lennon. He got got his green card revoked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he true. made you know he made songs like Ohio and Rockin' the Free World. Also, you know, sure. Needle in the Damage Done. This is a, a song that has to do with drugs, and you know that's this is a time where I want to say Elvis was visiting, you know, Nixon. But let's read on. So it's <laughs> 1970, yeah, October the 11th, 1970, Adam, the head of the FCC, okay. Federal uh, Communications Commission, yes, issued a statement in rebuttal to Vice President Spiro Agnew's complaint that radio stations were playing too many songs about drugs. That's why, that's why Gosilo picked this song. All right. Oh, the sure. statement read, if we really want to do something about drugs, let's do something about life. The songwriters are trying to, to help us understand our plight and deal with it. It's about the only leadership we're getting. In other words, the guy from the FCC said, you know what? Let's not ban these songs. We already, we already failed trying to ban Louie Louie, you know? Right. So let's. Why would you try to attack the 1970s where every other song was about drugs? Sure, you're coming off that hippie culture. You're coming off of all this uh, insanity. And this guy said, "Wait a minute, screw you, Vice President Spiro. It's not the it's not the radio stations. It's not the it's not the songs. It's us as a country." Wow, that's uh, some you know heavy duty. So as the uh, as those songs come out and they. Some romanticized the drug lifestyle and the party lifestyle. That's what Spiru Agnew was trying to avoid. He was trying to not make it look to be an attractive option what for he did, his what citizens. He, to me, what he trying to make the songs that the artists were putting out the scapegoat for the problems with drugs in America is what I got from this uh, history piece. Oh, uh, okay. That's, you know, so who, let's blame, let's point the finger of blame. I will point my finger, mm. said Mr. Spiro. Who Agnew. listens to these songs? These yeah. young people. Who's yeah. doing these drugs? All oh, these young people. Yeah. So the correlation, I guess. Did you know who Vice President Spiro Agnew was until this moment? I've heard that name, yes. Have you heard Neil Young's name more than his? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have. So, so A who, bit more of a longer career so, so, for Neil Young. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I think we know who the winner here was, Adam. <laughs> exactly. Settle down, class. It's this week's rockin' higher education lesson on Led Zeppelin 101 with Professor Adam Lee Tate. Adam, I got my notebook out. Now listen to this. This is going to be off script. Does this sound anything like Led Zeppelin to you? Hold up. You just threw a curveball at me. I did. Let me listen. Let me listen. There's horns. There are many, many musicians involved. Tommy, what we're listening to right now, lay it on me. I can't make it out. Is the rockestra, the rockestra theme from the band Wings, featuring, of course, headed by Paul McCartney. Yeah. And he took 
and used his his phone tree and called a whole bunch of his friends to come in and record a couple of songs for the Back to the Egg album. This was October 3rd, 1978, when they went to the studio and recorded this song. It is an all-star collaboration between a whole bunch of musicians um, that included... The reason why it's here, John Paul Jones and John oh, Bonham. Oh, there we go. We're both making appearances. Wow, John Bonham was a guest. Uh, uh, John Bonham, was a guest drummer on this one track. One of the drummers. There's multiple percussionists, two drummers. Um, we also have uh, on the guitar. We have David Gilmore from oh, Pink wow, Floyd. The, the Floydy. Also, Pete Townsend. No kidding. Offered his axe as a little bit to this rockestra. Man, that's a, that almost sounds like Eric Clapton's wedding. Yeah. Uh, one person at these recording sessions was taken out of the supergroup. It was Jeff Beck. Jeff Beck had his uh, invitation revoked because he wanted to have... Uh, Center stage. He wanted to have veto power <laughs> oh. over the, the guitar solos. That he, oh, he said, uh, if, I, if I put it here, if I do this, he wanted to have total control over the guitar solos. Jeff Beck, as great as he is, there were some big-ass yeah. names there. You know? I know. McCartney just There was no humility. You should have taught Jeff Beck some humility of some of your kind of humility, Adam. <laughs> exactly. And uh, also, Keith Moon was slated to be in the mix here as well, but he died one month before the recording. Oh, wow. So this came out on the 1979 album, Back to the Egg. Oh. And that was our history. That's pretty week. cool. Thank you, Adam. Go see hit the next one, buddy. <laughs> okay. I love this man. <laughs> you gotta let it all hang up. Fat bottom girls, you make the racket world go round. <laughs> I knew this was I knew it was Casilo's theme song. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How did he unmute himself? <laughs> He's got more controls in there than we know. Uh, Gosita does know about the fat bottom girls, I can tell you that much. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> man. This is this is like going to church. When you hear that chorus come in, man, it's like wow. It elevates you. You know, the harmonies in that, you know, it's just I love this song, man. You know what I love even better? What? The poster to this record, to this uh 45. Oh, really? There's a huge copy of it. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. And when I say huge, I'm talking about, <laughs> you know, Gosilo huge, Adam. And uh, it's these out there. These aren't the same girls that were on the cover of Bicycle Race, are no, they? No, 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 Not no. Not even no, close? No, 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 no. There's just one of them. <laughs> I think it's the biggest one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I understand. And uh, it's out there in the uh, Motorcycle Museum out there in Augusta, Kansas. 
Mm. So you, if you haven't had a chance to go out there and check it out, pretty cool place. A reason to show up. There. Yeah, not only they have motorcycles, they have some other uh, pop culture kind of vehicles that they have out there. You'll have a good time. If you're in the Kansas area, you're going to check that out and you want to take a picture of yourself right smack in front of that gigantic picture. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have a few of them myself. <laughs> you can create an image like like Godzilla in one of his images. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's snapping those pictures is the big boss. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, no. That's not going to work then. <laughs> 1978, Adam, October the 13th, 1978, my friend. Okay. Queen released their Fat Bottom Girls Bicycle Race single oh. featuring the cover photo that combines imagery from both <laughs> yeah. songs. Yes, it certainly does. <laughs> so if you're a rock and roll connoisseur and you did not know that, you know, and I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about all the, uh, as Jay would call them, the faux fans, when the movie came out, Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. they would know things like this. No, if you're no, listening no. to the Tommy Adam Hearts and any podcasts available on Spotify and Owl Tree, uh, you... <laughs> <laughs> Castbox RSS Podcast. And the rest of your favorite DSPs. Right. You know what? You just learned something on top of that. Go ahead and send us an email. That time we will start getting. Uh, I think we should just do an episode with our emails. One of these days. What was what was our email again? It was Tommy N Adam Pod. Ah. ah. At gmail. Did I say it wrong? Yeah, I think, I think so. You might have given out your personal email there. I don't oh, know. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, okay. Anyway, yeah, Adam. This has happened in 1978, my friend. Oh man, it's it had to be so cool to have you know have went to a show during that time, and it had to be so shortly after this that they had the the bike the bicyclist that came on stage with uh-huh. them that one time yeah. in in all their naked glory. Their music vi- <laughs> their music video for this is pretty awesome yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fat bottom girls, Adam. <laughs> they do make the rock and world go round. <laughs> This, as my heroes do. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Kiss. Very cool song. Kind of funky. That's right. 1978, Adam, of course. What is this song? This is Ace Frail and New York Groove, my friend. Mm. Mm. It's a doll song. Ace Frehley took that song and kind of made it his own. Ace Frehley made uh, that song kind of his own, you know? Sure. So the Kiss solo LPs, Adam, we've mentioned these uh, in passing. Sure we have. (laughs) Today we're actually going to go just a little bit deeper. We're going to go inside? a, A tad Beyond the covers yes, and their we're, faces? We're, we're going to bring these guys 40 years prior to the 70s, where right now they're just still ending the uh, the end of the road tour somewhere. We don't know where it's ending right now. This week it ended in uh, Tulsa. No, it wasn't Tulsa. They ended up somewhere in Washington. I want to say in Tampa. Anyway, they're, they're <laughs> out there uh, uh, trotting the globe. Anyway, uh, the LPs of Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, Ace Fraley, and Peter Chris entered... Uh, Adam, mm-hmm. the Billboard albums chart in these positions. Oh, good. Peter Chris, 85. Okay. Low Man? Ace Fraley, 87. Okay. Gene Whoa. Simmons, 88. What? Paul Stanley, 89. What do you think? What uh, do you mean? Paul, what, Peter, Ace, what do you think? What do you think Peter Chris entered at 85? I don't know. Because, I mean, of, the, because of their song, Beth. That's why. That was on there? Mm-mm. That was prior to this. That was the highest charting song that Kiss had uh, 
had made up to date. It's like being hit, and the, the fan- highest it made was seven on the uh, Billboard charts. That and, single itself. And that single was so popular with hardcore Kiss people or other people, like uh, just people who just kind of knew Kiss cursorily. Top 40 rating. Through that. But why would that push album sales? Do you think people know? Okay. People see Kiss. Right. And they hear it on the radio. Mm-hmm. Do they know that it's Peter Chris's song, the singing Beth? Yeah, remember during those times, Adam, a lot of these shows, the variety shows and things like that, you would see the actual singer. And you would, a lot of this footage that comes, I mean, you go onto YouTube, you see all mm. of these, all this footage, you'll see Peter Chris, you know, either sitting on a stool or something like that. And usually you would see him just by himself mm. singing, in a, you know, singing on a stool. You don't see the other three around him. But this is the song that propelled Kiss to the mainstream. I would have predicted that with, with each member getting their own basically solo album that that would be more for the hardcores like it it wouldn't really attract people from the outside things are strange you just don't you can't predict these kind of things yeah popular culture is is one of the, the the one of the most hardest things to predict and and also but when it comes out you know whatever it may be being in music movies uh, whatever it is whatever medium it may be it takes over and you can't predict that and then the the, the what what uh i guess what makes people maybe turns them off is just gets saturated until you can't go no more this was off a of destroyer which is an awesome album sure beth sure, sure, you sure. know so it's like oh. destroyer it's it's insane but you know beth is the one that singled out in that album you know it's, and i'm and, and i'm talking about here adam the uh, the popular uh culture you yeah. know the, okay. the the people who you know are the uh, what do you call it the uh passer buyers sure the gawkers of uh what would you call this uh but this is still physically going out and purchasing the album in the store like you you really you're a fan of the band enough we're talking here uh 45s we're not we're not you oh, no. yeah you, know, you were talking that's probably what sold the most at this time because oh, you know okay. detroit rock city uh king of the nighttime world is on that uh red expectations shout it out loud these are songs that you're going to hear at the stadium along with beth now sung by Eric Eric, uh, Eric Singer. Eric Singer. Okay. So, yeah, that, that surprised me though. That, it, the order of those albums. Two years earlier, uh, Kiss had released a live two album recorded over three nights at the Forum in Los Angeles. So mm-hmm. that also happened this week in nineteen uh, no excuse me nineteen seventies seventies. Good. I don't know who we got here. This is Prince, isn't it? Now, this is Prince. And he's asking, why you want to treat me so bad? <laughs> there we go. It's falsetto. <laughs> I need to lower that, or is it Godzilla? Who has yeah, that we one? Yeah, we don't. Uh, yeah, Godzilla, Godzilla that one. take nice. care of that. Thank you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's raising a finger out there, Adam. I think <laughs> he only has uh, four fingers. I think. <laughs> I don't know which one. There's be his middle one there. Well, there is one, a middle one, I guess, right? <laughs> there, there is still a middle. <laughs> Opening a show for the Rolling Stones, Adam Prince, on October the 11th, uh, 1981, uh-huh. Adam. And okay. by the way, Adam, yes, this day in rock and roll history is brought to you by Song Facts <laughs> slash History. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on this day, on this day of music.com and also on history.com slash music. Anyway, opening for the show for the Stones, right? Right. Prince got booed off the stage, bro, in 1981. Did did people not know what they were going to be seeing? I don't know. I know there was. He was like, "Oh, I didn't want to treat me so bad." And he, <laughs> <laughs> and he left. <laughs> Where was this at again? It was in uh, the Philadelphia Stones, uh, yeah. Memorial Coliseum in Los Angeles. 
Los Angeles. Yeah, the Stones wow. have good intentions and in bringing in a rising star, but his act isn't a good fit for this crowd. Hmm. And when he opens his trench coat to reveal bikini briefs at him, it, get, it got o- only it, bikini briefs it, on the bottom. It got ugly. <laughs> oh, okay, Prince never again performed as an opening act at him. Oh, that was his only. <laughs> that was his only time. <laughs> that was his only time, oh, and he wow. became super popular after that. Can you believe that shit? <laughs> Again, you can't predict that, dude. I guess not. Prince's talent was undeniable. There's no doubt. Yes, everybody says nothing but great things about him. Like these guys right here, Adam. <laughs> Death Leopard and Rocket. Great song. Absolutely. Adam Gosil's controlling that board. I'm looking at it. It's looking pretty good. Wow. wow. You put him in through the training. Man. He's, he's following all of your instruction to oh, the wow. T. 1988, Adam. Mm-hmm. Def Leppard became the first act in chart history to sell 7 million copies of two consecutive LPs. Hmm. With Pyromania, their third studio album, released right. in 1983. Sure. And Hysteria, that monster blockbuster yeah. rock and roll album, which became the band's best-selling album to date, selling over 20 million copies wow. worldwide and spawning six Adam hit singles. Seven million back yes. to back. That's right. Isn't that nuts, man? That is wild. That now has never been done before. Yeah. When you got that much money, Adam, you could wow. work out and be like, you know, Phil Collin there. And <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Let me get up and uh, let me get one of these uh, these milkshakes and let me work out. And This is a... Uh this is pretty wild. I wonder what uh, what was their next album? Was it Adrenalize or something Adrenalize, like that? I think it was, yeah. I don't know. Let me look I bet it did, I bet it didn't get anywhere close. You, to I mean, I don't think. You, I don't how think, could you I don't maintain think people, that type? I don't think an act can repeat something like that. Well, and, obviously and, they did repeat it once. I guess you just can't keep that going. Now I wonder. Do you think Garth Brooks and all of his super success could he have had a couple of albums of of that volume? I don't know. It hmm. says here that uh, let me see up to date. So yeah, this was nineteen. This is nineteen eighty eight. So yeah, I would imagine somebody after that came and did mm. something about it. So wow, so great what? success for that band. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the Red Hot Chili Papers, baby, on under the bridge, right here on the top of that hard to name podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You know about this song? Uh, no, talk to me, Adam. What my, about this song? Uh, what year, you're going to tell me what year this came out. What year did this come out? Oh, this came out, Adam. I'm going to tell you right now, if I'm paying attention to what I got here I'm going to say 94, 93, 93. 91, Adam. Okay. Um, this song was all over the radio when I started uh, dating my future wife. Oh, wow. And she said... When she would listen to the radio and she'd hear this song, she would think of me. And I took I took offense to that. <laughs> I said, What? Why? Why are you why are you thinking of me with this red hot chili pepper song? Out of my concentration. I'm not, I'm not con- a big fan of this song for one. And another one, I think it's about somebody killing themselves under the bridge. Adam. Why my, are you thinking about me? My concentration isn't the best today. You just fucked me up, buddy. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I, I, do you love me? Are you insulting me? Do you are you gonna leave me? 
Was that her message? The maybe you should, maybe you should listen to the lyrics of this song. Maybe it's, it's got a good idea in there for you. Adam, did you recommend to her that she listen to our new segment, Lyrics That Will Blow <laughs> Your Mind? Blow my mind. <laughs> <laughs> the Red Hot Chili Peppers kick off their Bloods uh, Sugar Sex Magic Tour. For a show in Madison, Wisconsin, their opening acts were the Smashing Pumpkins in a new band, Adam, mm. called Pearl Jam. Wow, that was the opener. Yeah, opener. Oh, that's right, 1991. Oh, by the way, today is Michael Peter Balzari's birthday. He is the flea. Uh, the, <laughs> flea. <laughs> the flea. That's right. You got. It. <laughs> you're getting better at oh, that. Right. You're, <laughs> you're try- getting way I'm trying. better. You're getting I'm trying way to be better. better. At it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Mm. I love this song, dude. Who's, who was the original singer of this? Was this Neil Diamond? Yes, it was actually oh. it was Neil Diamond. I wouldn't have remembered it had you not said his name, but you said it. Yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah, 1994, Adam. October the 13th, 1994. Pulp Fiction. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yeah. Opened in theaters, reviving classic 60s songs like um, Missy Relu. Missy Son of a preacher man, mm-hmm. girl, you'll be a woman soon. But this case was was sung by Urge Overkill. Yes, if I do remember my uh, Pulp Fiction correctly. And you remember the scene? Oh yeah, you remember the scene when uh, uh, Mia Mia Wallace mm-hmm. and Vincent Vega come back from winning the dance contest at uh, I forgot the burger joint. The, the, yeah. the joint, yes, the dance contest. They came back, and uh, Vincent Linzer, his coat. He goes into the restroom to talk himself out of not touching right. her, her privates. <laughs> right. While she explores the coat, listening to this song, she finds the bag of heroin in the pocket yes. and thinks, oh, this is cocaine. I'm going to cut a few lines here and snort it. And she ended up having a bad time after that. It was a great movie. Oh, my God. It was fantastic. What an awesome movie that was. You know, I went in and I read, I, you know, I had to ruin it as always. <laughs> by by reading it, you know you can't what to try to try to fi- to try to figure out in what time context the movie was going in, so I could actually understand the entire movie because the scenes were not chronological. Right, was, that was kind of the first that movie was, yeah. like that where so, it's chopped up. Yeah, and I didn't get the whole thought process of it, but because I had seen Reservoir Dogs, that's where previous movie to yeah. this for Quentin Tarantino. So yes. I love that movie. So I said, yeah, "This guy's good." I think he also had done. Uh, I don't know if he had done this one before, but he had done the one where uh, Selma Hayek was. He was a vampire. Him and uh, George Clooney mm. were yeah. were in that. From dusk till dawn. Yeah, that was. Oh! <laughs> Selma Hayek, yes, Crosilo, she deserves a little bit more. Just in a quick mention, you're right, but no. What was the name of the bar that they went to? <laughs> they I forgot what it was. Titty Twister. <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I think that might have been it. Yeah, I saw this movie, and with the exception of where they're raping Wallace, because I don't enjoy any of that. And it was like it was a great movie. You know, Bruce Willis was in all these, all these powerhouses. There, was, in there was an immediate, immediate comeuppance for that. Oh yeah, because he, you know, he. Bruce Willis could have fled and left. He him. handled business. He came down and handled the fixed business. Things. That's right. Yeah, I, I I thought it was just a fantastic, great movie. movie. You know who got killed when they got killed. You know what did they have inside this this briefcase that was so important? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but since 1994, man, this movie has been so you know, much of that movie and Quentin Tarantino's movies is all about the snappy dialogue. 
uh-huh. back and forth dialogue between the characters, and they're just they're talking about hamburgers in France, and yeah. they're talking about things, and just it's interesting, it's, it's fun, it's light, and then there's people getting their heads blown off in the back of the car. Yeah, yeah, it's, ah, you, it's fantastic. You can't beat it. I I, I love uh, Quentin Tarantino movies, so yeah. Yep. Nineteen ninety four. Excellent. Wow. What, whatever that's, that's fan live, man. Whatever fan was bootlegging this one is probably a cell phone uh, from nineteen ninety six. Flip phone? Yeah. I don't even think they exist This is one of those brick phones. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, October the 15th, 1996, Adam, mm-hmm. uh, a Motley Crue drummer, Tommy Lee, was charged with uh, assault from attacking a cameraman who was trying to take pictures of Lee and his wife, Pamela Anderson Lee, outside an L.A. club. After pleading no contest, Lee was sentenced to four months in prison. Did he have to serve any of that? He did, man. Four and, months? Yeah, if you read the dirt, uh, there's, uh, some, there's some stories of him in jail. They were calling out his name. The other, uh, the other, he was like in a special cell. Now, did everybody in the prison know what of Tommy course, Lee was yeah, packing yeah, yeah, at that yeah. time? Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> because there was a video that, yes, that shows yes, I would everything that he's packing. <laughs> but as, as always in Motley Crue uh, lore, Adam, uh-huh. to go with that uh, song, Bad Boy Boogie, which was horribly recorded, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it was live. It, it doesn't stop there. On October 11th, 1999, Lee was released on $5,000 bail after facing charges relating to a riot at a gig in North Carolina in 1997. What? <laughs> so he gets out of jail. After his four months, they go down to North Carolina in uh, 1997, and there's a riot at the gig. <laughs> Lee allegedly incited the crowd to attack a guard and had also poured a drink over his head. Well, in his time in the prison, he had thing something against guards. So yeah, oh. why don't we go after this so, guard? What's so, this guy doing? So over it here? was it was it was actually a what flashback. <laughs> nah, bro, you, you see me, bro? I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. Let's get started. It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Historic hip hop rapizzle moment. Yo. Smooth out of that was smooth. <laughs> Godzilla was good, I'm telling you. Man, that was smooth. I'm a chicken hunt, hunt for a chicken. Hear my when they hear my glock clicking. I don't know. I'm going to tell you something, man. I'm going to be very honest with you. Okay. And because I'm always honest regardless, you know, it's, it's, uh, uh, I, we've created a segment, uh, junk to go with the segment. This has to be one of my favorite ones. <laughs> that intro into yeah, this. Just the, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's, there's something about it that just, it, it it cracks me up. It cracks you up every single time. And it's like we're, you know, here we're talking about Motley Crue. We're talking about Quentin Tarantino and great, you know, all of a sudden, bam, this comes up. 
you know, and the and 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 I know there's rock fans out there. I know you guys have written emails to us about this, but it is what it is. This is popular culture. This is a hard to name podcast. This is not just heavy metal. This is just uh, a taste. This is just an yeah, appetizer just, yeah, into yeah. some other genre right, that yes. we're not normally talking and about. We, and we've and we've narrowed it down to basically one. So we took whatever happened in history, the 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 uh, the one that we thought had the most impact, and okay. we went with. It. I mean, we we've done the Zeppelin segment. We've added that on. Sure. We st- I think we started with. I think it was on your recommendation. We started doing the, the kiss? kiss. The kiss. Yeah, because Kiss, was, kiss the, is a permanent yeah, fixture anyway. Yeah, from day one. <laughs> <laughs> And it just grew from there, yep. man. So You're yeah, right. this was the, is yeah, this was the last one we created as a segment itself. We've been talking about doing Metallica segment, and we don't know. I don't think this week we we anyway we have to Whoa, keep going we down. Have we may not have. We, we haven't had one not. yet. We, anyway, we, we may not. I don't know yet. I forgot all that. Anyway, Adam, today at the hip hop uh, historic rap hizzle moment, Adam. Mm-hmm. That by the way was Cypress Hill. Mm. And what were they doing? Uh, they were cocking the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They were cocking. Or actually, I don't think it's cock the hammer is what they say. Oh, okay. Cock the hammer. So anyway, <laughs> 1998, Adam. Uh-huh. October the 11th, 1998, Adam. The first smokeout festival sparked. Sparked. <laughs> I get it. I see you working over In there. San Bernardino, California, my oh, man. Yeah. Organized by whom? Cypress Hill. Cypress Hill. <laughs> <laughs> About 4,000 fans converge in the celebration of both music and marijuana, Adam. I was... 1998. I think that's what made this a significant rapizzle moment. Hmm. 1998, Adam, was not a favorite time for the cannabis. You mean if, as far as its like legalization and all yeah, these types of things? It, it was still popular. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's always had popularity. <laughs> definitely. Um, <laughs> But do you know the principal members of the band, the the group of Cypress Hill? Yes. Uh, what is no Feely was the guy from Corn? Uh, I forget the the locked out Latin. I forget his name. Yeah, there was one of them anyway. Was recently on a podcast that I was listening to, and uh, I guess he had been on the pod or this person's radio show previously, and I guess with each appearance that the person makes, that the, the person from Cypress Hill makes, he brings with him a brick <laughs> of, uh, of cannabis. What is it? Well, can- can- cannabis? Cannabis, can- can- Adam. It's cannabis. <laughs> brings with <laughs> cannabis, him. Cannabis, cannabis. As like a, 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 a gift for the, the interviewer, a brick uh, of, of the cannabis. I mean, this is not ounces. This is... Maybe pound. I don't, would that I don't know. would that be the locked out Latin? Be real. <laughs> I think it might have been be real. I think it, I think that might have been it. <laughs> yeah. He also gave a lot of his history about how his dad was shot like thirteen times. Oh, and he'd wow, been yeah. shot a whole bunch mm-hmm. and transporting. They're they're from California, you can, know. They, they they're they're multi platinum. <laughs> yes. They are the strong uh, strong uh, supporters of the cannabis. You Definitely. know, they've sold a, a shit ton of records worldwide too. I think like twenty millions. What what the sheet had said. I that's think quite a bit. that's quite a bit of you know. You don't hear a lot about them. You hear a lot about the Snoopy Dogs and all this, but you don't hear a lot about the Cypress. But you know, now that you say that, when I was in California, they had uh, in Riverside, they had uh, the pancartas, the actual. You know how they used to advertise shows that was kind of like the political signs. There was mm. there was one for Snoop Dogg, and I believe there was one for uh, for Cypress Hill. 
And I wanted to go back, but we had already crossed the intersection. I wanted to just, because the show had passed. It was sometime either in August or something like that. I said, well, I wonder if I take this off. It won't be a big deal. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the law in California says about that. I would think they they're would just be like a, stapled yeah, to power sta- poles yeah, or something? Yeah, sta- stapled to power poles. Yeah, oh, okay. pancartas is what they're called. Oh, okay. The, yeah, the flyers. But these were like, you know, rough, kind of plasticky finish to little sheen to it so yeah and i think cypress hill was one of them they had different kind of shows you know in that area obviously they're very popular in that area they're from somewhere down there in southern california yeah. be real i think and he's the locked out latin so i'm gonna take a stab at it being from california he may be mexican i don't know <laughs> uh, he's my brotherhood of mexicano well, i, I kind of think he might not be Oh, he's not? I think he might be from somewhere like Central American uh, oh, wow. heritage, maybe. If I, if I'm if this is the guy that I'm, I'm thinking that was in this interview. But uh, I don't, don't want to throw any curveballs right now. No, no, we're not in. We're not. A, you know, we're not going to go into the. It's not my area of yeah, expertise. Not mine either. Anyway. When it comes to, yeah, I don't know who's who when it comes to that one. But yeah. I mean the cannabis. But yeah, <laughs> that Adam was this week's uh, <laughs> hip hop rapizzle moment. Beautiful. <laughs> Tonight's the night we'll make history. Okay. This isn't rap. No. Yeah, we've been going down now. <laughs> Sticks, Adam. Sticks it in you. <laughs> Wonderful drummer. <laughs> you know that... Uh, Zillow's favorite drummer, Yeah, no, too. of course not. <laughs> you know that uh, uh, Lexi Fox was on... Uh, was on... Uh, I want to say uh, Metal Wire, Metal Injection, I think is what he was on. Mm-mm. He was talking about his departure was not a friendly, amicable one. What? From, yeah, from... Uh, he was upset? That he doesn't speak to uh, Satchel or to uh, Sticks and Inya. He speaks only about to, Michael to, Michael, to Michael Starr every once in a while, yeah. Oh. But yeah, that's what he was saying. I was kind of shocked by it. Is he it. claiming mistreatment? He's saying there was some, some animosity there, some wow. problems. Yeah. He had been in that band for 20 years, man. Really? And he says, yeah, playing a character for this long, you know, was hard for him to, you know, let it go and all that. So could it have been around like the the pay structure that they I wouldn't know, man. I, I you know, I wouldn't know that for, first of all, I didn't know they were around for that long. Number one. And I said, Okay, well anyway, <laughs> well, let's go back to the real sticks here. Best of times, Adam, that's what that was. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't give no respect to that. Let's go, let's yeah. blow through this verse really fast here. Dennis okay. the Young of Stakes, man, yeah. unable to tour because of the debilitating fatigue, sued the band uh, for touring without him. That happened in 2000, October the 9th in 2000. Uh, the suit was eventually settled, but the Young never returned to the fold. Sticks carries on without him, but leaves most of his songs out of the playlist. It's, and Tommy Shaw's not going to sing his songs. It's hard to you know. come back after you sue the rest <laughs> of the guys, you know? And he probably won. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis the Young, great singer, great talent, you know. These guys are from Chicago. Is where these guys wasn't are. It, wasn't it Dennis DeYoung's idea for the Mister Roboto? Yes, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. To have like a whole album about yeah. robots and J- Japan and all. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, yeah. and Tommy Shaw in his one interview that I remember, it's like <laughs> I just couldn't think of any more songs about robots. Wow. This sounds kind of groovy. This is one of my songs, Adam. Oh, this is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is it? Oh, let the music play. Oh. Oh. I just want to dance the 
not waiting. That's what I'm talking about, my baby. Yeah, baby. Obviously, this is Soul Brother Barry White right here. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. That's what I'm talking about. The, 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 the podcast was elevated again. <laughs> it's a bit of a roller coaster today. It, it, sa- it, it sailed away. <laughs> and it came back with Mr. Barry White. All right. Yeah. Disco love-making song giant. Mm-hmm. That's his genre. Mr. Barry White. Gabe Adam, check this out. You're never going to guess this one. What do you give me? This is really great. This is October the, the 9th in 2000, by the way. Mm-hmm. Gave a speech to the debate squad at the world-renowned and respectable mm-hmm. Oxford University in England, baby. He gave a speech? That's right, man. That's the, right. To the debate squad. The debate squad? Yeah. Oh. And the 56-year-old performer at the time, he was 56, had been invited to Oxford Union to speak about Lady music. <laughs> you gotta grab the bitch. <laughs> oh no! Gosito should have muted you there. <laughs> and his what? three decades. It was lady music first, and then his three decades in the music oh, industry. Wow. <laughs> we want to know about the latest we know stories. About the ladies. How did, That's what I'm talking about. Well, don't you just put on a Barry White? Record? No, I, this and is. I, I, look, I, I, I cheated at him, and I went a little bit further down before you were you were uh, you, while you were talking there for a minute. Uh-huh. Check this out. This is a great. This is a great history piece. I did not know any of this. Okay. He also spoke of his worries about the effect on the internet was having on the music industry. Uh, the question and answer session in Oxford students on Monday night. At the time, it was the battle with Napster and the free music and all this going on. Okay. So he was actually, you know, he was like, hey, we're not working for free here. You know, you don't just go out there and do something and not get paid. You know, where's our, you know, that's the side that he, he, he was on the large He was, like, yes, side. that's right. He was on the Metallica side. <laughs> now you know why I love Mr. Barry White so much. Okay. <laughs> You better pay me. Yeah, damn right. White White held the audience captivated for an hour with his philosophies in life hmm. and music, such as how a spell in jail convinced him to enter the music industry in 1960. <laughs> Did he incite a riot in himself, <laughs> just like Tommy Lee? He got to a joint and all the ladies started stamp. <laughs> they stampeded like in that Guatemala <laughs> stadium. <laughs> Why are you me? I can't help it. I just they love. They're all over me. <laughs> when asked, uh, when asked, Adam, by a student, what is it? <laughs> did you say asked? Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> I fucked that up. Uh, what was his favorite pickup line? Okay. He replied with the laughter, and he said, "Pick up what." <laughs> You pick up the fork? Okay. <laughs> hey, Barry, I want to know how you picked up the ladies. What were your moves? Just his existence is a yeah, pickup I know. Line. Jesus Christ. He walks yeah. through the door. Hey, I'm going to pick you up like Barry White. <laughs> you already know you're in, like, friend. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, and he says, check this out. This is, this, is, this is awesome. This is the best part of this whole deal. Oh, good. He says, if I see a lady that attracts me to her. Okay, she has to attract his attention. Got it. I walk over to her and say what I'm feeling. (laughs) Just that. (laughs) It's just that simple. Where's his hand when he's feeling something? I like the way you look, baby. (laughs) This is a quote. I would love to get to know you better. Uh (laughs) (laughs) And he says, 
I have honesty in front of me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> we're not cheapening Barry White. We're praising, we're praising the greatness that is Barry White. I mean, if Godzilla has a Mount Rushmore of artists in his catalog, it's Barry White has got to be oh. in that Mount Rushmore. And yeah, yeah, he, he has to be a fan. Yeah, evidently so. No doubt, Mr. Barry White. We love that dude. You put the good one here, Adam. Oh. Get at us right out of the chute right here with Muse and Stockholm Syndrome. This is groovy. I like it. I think we have on the... uh, We have on the plate somewhere to for me and and, uh, you, or you and I, uh, to go and watch. Muse together, absolutely. So you have, we have that. We have to accomplish that in our lifetime. Any nearby venue, yes, yeah. we, we shall go right, and travel. And you that. will, you know, like you did with Joe Bonamassa, you will. It, it, I will uh, lead you into the world that is Muse. <laughs> yes, exactly. You'll be you'll be guided into their world, their realm. Okay. You think I will enter their fold after this? Um, you will dip your toe. <laughs> you will say it's better than dipping something else. <laughs> you will say I like this and this. Uh, maybe I'll set this aside. But <laughs> I like these. These are all very good. And things that they play in concert are always top notch. October the thirteenth, two thousand and two. Adam, mm-hmm. UK rock band Muse mm. took legal action against guess who? Mm. Legal action against I don't know the worst heavy metal singer, the ACDC cover Queen. Celine Dion, Adam. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Those hints were terrible. <laughs> no way I could Don't ever Don't you get remember that. that she was crowned like the worst uh, cover? Okay. Anyway, okay. after she announced that her forthcoming uh, stint in Vegas would be called Muse. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, we've, we've, we've got a copyright on that term. <laughs> after Matt Bellamy from the band said, we don't want anyone to think we're Celine Dion's backing band. But she could come on stage and start playing this song right here, Stockholm Syndrome, or, or Knights of Sidonia, or Hysteria, or any oh, of these fantastic you songs. You want to keep going. Good deal. <laughs> I want to move on. <laughs> this is the mighty Eric Clapton. He's been on a, a rotation for us recently. Yeah. Very popular. Because we like the negative news that he brought in, I think. <laughs> oh, and this is Change the World, baby. Man, that was good. Now, could you chill to this just as you could with yeah. Neil Young? Yeah, I can. Okay. Yep, I can. 2004, Adam, October the 14th, 2004. Eric Clapton was suspended from driving in France after being caught speeding at... 134 miles per hour in his Porsche 911 near Merciuil, France. He was given a $857 with 61 cent fine, hmm. and his UK license was confiscated at him. Okay. After paying his fine, Clapton posed for photographs with French police and then left the scene in his Porsche, but with his secretary behind the wheel. In this oh, time. okay. <laughs> so he, he basically got off with a ticket. And they took his license from him. It's like when they caught when they caught a, a slash drunk in in L.A. Same thing. For sure. I would say that uh, Adam, the uh, 
the French police probably heard Clapton was the uh, the singer of uh, shooting the sheriff. They didn't. Oh. They, they didn't want no part of that. <laughs> they they opted to be shot by the camera instead of. <laughs> What's this? Let me see. Gostilo, give this some volume. I killed my oh. <laughs> Yo, Gostilo, lower that volume. <laughs> I'm a big fan. This is Lady Gaga. I, en- Lady Gaga. I enjoy I enjoy Lady Gaga. Fan of her music? Yeah, or yeah, fan yeah. of her acting? No, no, no. I, I like enjoy her music. You know. The rah, rah, rah. Like in the... Uh, like, you know what that's coming from later. <laughs> that's coming up later. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, 19, uh, excuse me, 2013, Adam, Lady Gaga makes her movie debut. All right. Playing shape-shifting assassin, La Chameleon. La Chameleon? Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. You're good. Your Spanish is always getting better, Adam. Got it. Yeah, my Spanish. Yes. In the Robert Rodriguez action film, one of my favorite movies of all time. Really? Machete kills. Oh, Machete. (laughs) Oh, my God. She was in that? She was in that, man. Wow. That was a debut. Yes. That's when she took she took to the screen. She figured nope. said, "Let me just start with this, and then I'll move on to a Star Is Born." Did she play as a villain to our yes. hero Machete? Yes, yes, she was a shape shifting assassin. Okay, so yeah, did she have a, a large part of the movie, or was she the she, main? She was the main she villain. Po- yeah, she popped. I mean, Robert Rodriguez movie. I, also, Quentin Tarantino has teamed up. Sure, with Robert Rodriguez, and that's you know uh, what was it from Dust Till Dawn? Dust Till Dawn, yeah. Also, Grindhouse movies, I think. The Grindhouse movies, yes. The yeah. double the double feature. Right. that It made you feel like you were in the 1970s. Yes. That was, what, that was awesome. Which I is, saw that which at the, the shit that they love. That, oh, that stuff yeah, from yeah. way back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw that. At, I, don't, I want to say I saw a midnight show of that at the Warren. Great movie. Mm. Stayed awake all night long. And I, and I go to sleep easily. <laughs> and that was, I mean, yeah, she was, but the Machete. And actually, the Machete movies, the Machete or Machete, they... Uh, there was a like you remember like when you would go and see these double features. I don't know if you ever got to see that or not. Maybe in the driving you got to see that. I don't yeah. know if you went out there or not. That they would have these previews or these trailers in between movies. Okay. I remember how now trailers are at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then but when you would go to the cinema, right? Right. You would get these trailers in between these movies. Okay. And then you would also see like the popcorn dancing and the, the uh, hot dogs the going soda. into the yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Let's all go to the lobby. <laughs> One of the movie shorts that they presented, uh, one of them was the turkey assassin guy. That, <laughs> I don't know if you remember that or not. He, he shows up and kills people at, during Thanksgiving. Okay. It was a horror movie. I don't okay. know if you remember that. Good. And good. I think he was also shafting the turkey in one. What? <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> he was violating the, the cooked turkey. <laughs> but one of, the other wow. short, one of the other shorts was Machete. Really? And I thought to myself, what a great movie. Here's this guy with a machete. And he's on a motorcycle with two Gatling guns. You can't beat that. <laughs> this, is, this is my kind of movie. So much good could come yes, from this. Yes, and it did. And it did, obviously. I think there was like a Machete Kills and Machete Returns. I don't know. Or Machete in Space as well, I believe. Uh-huh. So, yeah, but that's where Lady Gaga went ahead and did her debut. Wow. Movie. 1960s, Adam? It sounds like it's from the 60s, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. There's the tambourine. <laughs> the Kinks Adam. Yeah. Groovy. Movies. Mm. 
Yeah, we just thought we're just talking about it. We talked actually about three more. Have we talked about three movies in this episode? I think so. <laughs> Pulp Fiction, Machete. What were the chances? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 2013. Oh, Adam, wait a minute. Yeah, this is not as uh, favorable. <laughs> oh, 2013. Adam, October the 15th, 2013. Madonna okay. was banned from a U.S. cinema chain, a cinema chain, or a movie chain. The entire chain. After being accused of texting during a film. The entire chain? Yeah, she would, you can't go into like whatever it was. Was AM, it the, was it AM, the Alamo it Draft it, House? It doesn't say where it is. It doesn't say, oh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold it. Maybe, maybe it does. Yes, you're right. It's the Alamo Draft uh, House? It says attending the New York Film Festival, screening oh. of 12 Years a Slave. The 55-year-old was reportedly asked to stop texting by an audience member. Tim League, CEO. Yes, the CEO of Alamo Draft House chain. <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> I think they have... You, they have a very strict policy Evident- about using your phone. <laughs> Evidently so. Yes, apparently it's so legendary that uh, when I hear somebody's banned, that uh, I would assume that it's that place. Wow, until she apologizes to movie fans. Madonna is banned from watching movies at Alamo. Wow. I can't believe that. And I can't believe that they would do that actually to Madonna. Man. Why, doesn't she have like some sort of privilege? Can't we give her some privilege? Yeah. She's the, Madonna. That would make her sad, Adam. When people are uh, sad, yeah. they also write music that is sad. Hmm. <laughs> there are song lyrics. I never brag how real I keep it, because it's the best secret. <laughs> there are also lyrics that will captivate your imagination. And then there are the Tommy and Adams hard-to-name podcast lyrics that will blow your mind. Adam, what a horrible segue <laughs> to our new segment. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, yeah. Okay, so we're talking about sad things well, now? Sad. Then, well, Adam, Madonna's can't watch a movie, sad. Adam, we have to make it, you know. So last week we covered, you know, shagging like a minx. It's, 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 <laughs> Just, yes. it's, it's young love going for it. Bumping uglies. That's right. That's, yes. you know, and solving mysteries as well, if you remember. <laughs> that's, that's right. Scooby-Doo was on there. <laughs> Scooby-Doo, pop, pop. <laughs> okay. It just came back to me right now. <laughs> this week there will be no Scooby-Doo, papaying. No. Oh, no. Because Adam... What comes after that young love that really hits the soul and tears it apart? Pregnancy. Heartache. Oh, <laughs> not, preg- <laughs> not pregnancy. Oh, well, you know, a teen pregnancy? No. That tears, that tears the soul apart. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Oh, okay. Usually they haul ass and leave the chick by themselves. <laughs> you fucking dirtbags. <laughs> They're pieces of shit, you know. Anyway, heartbreak? that's heartbreak. Heartbreak and heartache. Oh. Because we've moved on. That's we've, we've right. We've yeah. solved these mysteries. We've, we've found the destination. Yes. And now there's no more mystery. And you're back of, in the back of the 67 Chevy. You're having a great time. Just like the night moves. As you were doing the night moves. Yes. Like a last uh, right. episode. Absolutely. Now comes the next phase. As you're, you, were, you were writing your lyrics, you were putting them down to music. Mm-hmm. You were enjoying the moment. You didn't care. You were young and you were restless and you didn't have a clue. All of a sudden, that dark-haired beauty in the song that was from, right. you know, Roberto Seeger. Right. right, 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 right. Now, she's not there. She's not there. She's gone. She's gone. Hmm. She wasn't 
happy with the mystery that she discovered? No, yes. And now the lyrics, Adam, are going to do what? Oh, we're going to shift from They're... the exploration phase <laughs> and love to and the happiness. That's <laughs> I, I, I Adam, see. and it is a pain, Adam, that is so intense. Yeah. It makes you do some stupid shit, like writing sappy lyrics is one of them. Oh. The other one, and if you're drunk or high, you're going to do some really stupid shit, like scream and yell and cry. You're like have a few drinks all of a sudden this guy is remembering the love of his life and he is crying at a bar with his friends while they're taking selfies and videos of him now i've heard that and this could uh, be uploading ther- them to <laughs> to social media i've heard this could be therapeutic where you you get your feelings and you you explore your feelings you've explored the person the person's now gone now you have to explore the absence of that person you're exploring yourself and you're putting that onto the paper, and you're making that a lyric, and you're tr- making something creative out of it. You're you're taking that it's clay, and you're molding it. I'm I'm, I'm surprised. I'm amazed at it. <laughs> right? It's, I don't know. This I is have a no therapeutic I... action that people have taken. You have just taken the sediment and made it very happy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The guy that we spoke about last week, Mister mm-hmm. Gordon Subner. Oh yes. Sting, the guy who doesn't release the kraken because. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He likes to. He likes to keep it inside. He likes for as yes. long as possible. Yes, as long as he can. <laughs> Woody Harrelson <laughs> from their wonderful album, Adam, uh-huh. Outlandus de Amor. Right, right, right. right, right. Sure. Released on November nineteen seventy eight. He had Some good stuff on there. Sting I think. had a great song on there that was called Adam. A sad song. It was called So Lonely Adam. What? That's right, man. Go see what that was awesome. Oh! That was awesome. Wow. Did you see how it just flew right in there? <laughs> that segment was good. Thank you. To, thanks to Gosilo. Gosilo did a good job. <laughs> I fucked up my own entry, but this one was good. Adam, so lonely. Now, Gosilo, stop it, stop it. Stop now, it. I'm going to tell you. We're going to pause it right here. Go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to say that when I hear this song, the title, I see it, So Lonely, but I am filled with joy when I hear this song. I like this song. This is one of my favorite police songs of the whole catalog. Give me one second, Adam. When Lisa did her lyrics to her song, Under the her Bridge, song there, did, you, Where did you come back? I'm, I'm spilling all my blood out. Did you come back to this one with her? <laughs> this, this is, gives me a lot of joy, Lisa. I'm going to share So Lonely with you. Let me go to, let me go play your song. This is, this, is what, this is what I play when I think of you. How about that? <laughs> Adam, go ahead and finish your story, dude. But this this is a, a, a joyous song for me. This is like if I hear a police song, sometimes I'll hear, I don't know, I'll hear Message in a Bottle or something like yeah. that. And I'd say, you know, I like this song, but I'd really like to hear So Lonely. That's, that's one of my favorite tracks right there. I think I'm not going to go... And uh, flashback. I'm, I'm very careful now flashing back. Mm, I, we can flash back at any <laughs> no. time. This song, to me, reminds me of when I was lonely. I think this is what resonates with this song with me. And I'm not going to go into any details because I don't want my children or grandchildren to hear these bullshit stories mm. where my heart was broken, Adam. Ooh. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it was uplifting towards the end. I think that's where you were going with it. Right, exactly. So, yeah, kind of at the end, it does kind of give you, like, there's some kind of hope. But we, we're not going to get to the end yet. So, anyway. Let's analyze some of these lyrics. Adam. Okay. Go ahead and just stop that again. We'll stop. We'll stop. Well, someone told me yesterday, mm-hmm. is how it starts. Yes. That when you throw your love away, you act if you just don't care 
you look as if you're going somewhere, mm-hmm. but just can't conceive myself. I can't live with no one else, and I can only play the part and sit and nurse my broken mm. heart. What do you make out of this entire six or seven or eight line mm. uh, verse there, Adam? Wow. He says, when you throw your love away, you're like, okay, this I, I let her go. Uh-huh. In this case, would have been a male uh, leaving uh, female. And he's going to play the part that he's not really kind of feeling. He's in some kind of charade, Adam. This is one person. It could be male or female. Yes, probably. it could be an idiot. One person. Anybody can relate to this. Has such a strong bond with the one per- with the other person in this relationship, but the other person is is gone, carefree, gonna go gonna go take off out of the picture because it says you act as if you just don't care. You act, Adam, is the key word in this lyric. Well, acting is probably not right. I mean, it's probably uh, a truth. If they, if they if they if they cared, maybe they wouldn't act so in such a cavalier fashion. You looked as if you're going somewhere. In other words, you're ready. You you know what? Hey. You, you let me go. Let me get dressed. I'm out in the town. I'm out. I'm gonna be doing. Yeah, exactly. And you're gonna try to convince yourself as you're out in the town. Mm-hmm. That Adam, you just couldn't live with no one else. Nobody else. It's for me. And that's where you start playing this part. And then that's when you realize, Adam, mm-hmm. that the chorus comes into play here. <laughs> so low. <laughs> and it picks up, Adam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's still lonely. Simple song. I love it. It's just, you know, verse, chorus, verse. Mm-hmm. Goes into a reggae flavor. Yeah. At one point. Picks right back up. You know, to mentalize this song should should be pretty awesome. Mm. I may have to write that down. Who would you incorporate to do that? I wouldn't to the mighty Aram Ep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we're going to go to the second verse. Now, no one's knocked upon my door okay. for a thousand years or more. All That's made up. lonely. <laughs> Holy crap. That's how it feels like. That's that heartache, Adam. Yes. But- it's that heartache. It's tearing you apart inside, and it feels like a thousand years. Mm. Madonna's going... I haven't been to a movies in a thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> Let me watch some sports. <laughs> Last movie I saw was what the The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> in 1939 or 1930. <laughs> <laughs> All made up and nowhere to go. They're still dressed up. They still want to oh, they still nobody want, to go with. Yes, they still but they still want the world to see them all made up mm-hmm. and nowhere to go. Welcome to this one man show. What do you think? What do you think that means? One man show because well, he's only, by himself. There's, there's only one person in this he's, band. There's only one person in this group. He's, he's it's just him. It was, it's just him. <laughs> that's true. And he split from him. That, <laughs> that, that was later on. Just take a seat. They're always free. No surprise. No mis. Oh, there's a mystery again, oh, Adam. No, no mystery. There's, there's <laughs> I've solved the mystery. I know what the mystery is. In this theater that I call my soul, Adam, mm. I always play. The starring role. Mm. So you are, how I'm going to say this, basically your inside Mm -hmm. is empty. You're in this gigantic theater. You're by yourself. In other words, you are alone inside of your soul. There's nobody else in this humongous space that's your soul. You're the star because you're basically the only one on stage. There's no backing band. No. 
There's no audience. There's no tech. There's no technician. Mm -hmm. There's probably no light on you other than that one. Get some light on you. You have to light the cigarette. Yeah. And you get that that little bit of light (laughs) that that kind of glows the lower half of your face. Quentin Tarantino movie. (laughs) (laughs) You see what I'm saying? So his loneliness at this point is consuming him, Adam. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And then it goes right into the chorus again where he starts feeling low. And you may want to give this a little bit of volume because basically that's the end of the song. he He starts feeling low. But his his mood peps up, obviously, because the, the, the tempo of the song picks up and he wants to really enforce the fact in your mind that I'm lonely, so lonely. Listen to me. I'm telling you, dude. Have you ever had heartache in your life, Adam? Just just every day. <laughs> I don't know why. That, I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> Where's Jeremy? He's, he needs to come into a psychoanalysis on you. <laughs> so you're a lonely soul. So no wonder you read. No wonder this brings you happiness. Oh, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, definitely. You're, you're, I, I, just when you find something that you relate to so strongly, you're, you're a masochist, my friend. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just so wrong, Adam. And that was today's <laughs> lyrics that'll blow, blow you away. Us away. Uh, every day. <laughs> no wonder you love this song. <laughs> oh, where are we at, Adam? Where are we? <laughs> we're, we're so lonely. We've just we've established that oh, fact, my. Adam. Yes, Tommy. It's more than this day, baby. Rock and roll birthdays. Oh, worth of the birthday. Yes, and we're going to feel a little bit better. <laughs> the loneliness is going to go away, Adam, because after the heartache, baby, it's just like paradise. Because you fall, <laughs> you, fall <laughs> you fall, back in love, man. <laughs> this is a roller coaster we're on tonight, boy. Born October the 10th, Adam, 1955. This is a great song, man. Loved it. Did he sing the song when we were? Uh, I don't think he sang the mm, song. I can't remember it. Mm. It should have been in the catalog. Yeah, it should have a great song. It's definitely one of his best. David Lee Roth, maybe. He turned 66 this week, man. 66. American rock vocalist and songwriter, uh, David Lee Roth, who he, with Van Halen 1984 had a bunch of shitload of uh, top 40 singles like Jump and Panama. And then later on, he became a solo artist with Just a Gigolo, Just Like Paradise, and everything else he came. He did a few covers, too, you know. Mm-hmm. He did, uh, what was it, um, uh, the Beach Boys tune, California Girls. California yeah. Girls, yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Happy birthday, Mr. David. Has Lee there Roth. been any more news about his uh, retirement? No, not or really. No, they're just... They're, it's still on? I think what they're... Yeah, I think what they're doing is they're prepping up his Vegas show. I think that's the whole thing, mm. which if I was in the area, I mean, I would have been tempted to actually fly out there and watch a show. Wow. Not again. I would think about it a little With bit. The threat. That I said I'd never be able to see it again. I'd be. Yeah, that's the, probably the only reason because we just saw him a couple of years ago, and that, you know, again, it was great. It was just it was David and he sang his own songs. We're not going to relive that, but yeah. Yeah. You want to hear about it? Just let's tune into uh, season one. You about <laughs> probably about I don't know episode nineteen, seventeen around there. Yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, just a listen to all those in the middle there. That's right. Of, of our eighty-three episodes, Adam. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> you too. <laughs> Oh, this is one of my favorite songs right here. This is categorized as one of not only my songs, Adam, but one of my 
favorite songs. Whoa, is this the top tier That's of right. your songs? Yeah, yes, yes, this is Montrose Baby Rock and uh. I love this song. Yeah, it's a good song. And then obviously has the classic Adam. Mm-hmm. Sammy Hagar, War Scream, mm-hmm. Battle Cry. Battle Cry. <laughs> Trying to be a bridge I called the war scream, you know what the fuck. There it is right there. Things to come, Adam. Mm-hmm. Born October the 13th, 1947, Adam. Sammy, uh, Sammy Hagar. 47. So that is uh eight years prior to uh, David Lee. That's right, yeah. Man. American rock vocalist, guitarist, songwriter, also solo, mantros, Van Halen. Van Halen as well. That's right, chicken foot, chicken feet, mm-hmm. the rubberitas. And uh, yeah, yeah, and everybody else, man. So happy birthday, Sammy Hagar, great singer. You know, you, you know, he's a, he must be eternal. And, and I don't think, to be honest with you, I think he's just like, I want to say, like Bruce Dickinson, he doesn't get a lot of credit. You know, this guy's a very powerful singer. He definitely is, especially yeah. for all the mileage on his vocal cords, and now in his it's nature seventies, nature, man. Oh my God! Other mentions, Adam. Mm-hmm. Born October the 9th in 1940, John Lennon. Okay. He would have been 81 if he was alive. Wow. Uh, Daryl Hall from Hall and Notes, Adam. Born okay. October the 11th, 1946. Have you ever seen a show, uh, Daryl's House? Um, it's pretty good. I saw I saw I Billy Gibbons on bit. there from... Uh, I, see, I see little uh, snippets of it. One of my favorites is Billy Gibbons from, uh, from ZZ Top was on there. Okay. Uh, the one with uh, Joe Walsh was pretty good, too. Anything with Joe Walsh is good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, Janet Entwistle, Adam. From The Who. From The Who. He would have been 77 today. Okay. He was born October the 9th, 1945. I, every time I, I screw up a John Entwistle's uh, name because I start thinking about the Ents in The Lords of the Ring. <laughs> <laughs> E-N-T. I am an Ent. <laughs> Some it's always back to it the, stops, it's it always back to the it Lord stops, of the Rings. It stops like it has nothing to do with just, <laughs> No, this would have been this would have been oh. this would have been tree beard. He was an ant. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the trees, the guy that you know, the trees that uh that stormed Isengard. That's yeah, they that's, had the, they had the meeting. They came together. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. And they had like a long ass meeting. The the Entmoot. That's what that was that was. That oh was. my god. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson Brown, Adam, born October the 9th, 1948. All right. Uh, I, you know, I forgot that he had sung that song on uh, on uh, Fast Times at Richmond High, Somebody's Baby. Somebody's Baby? Anyway, when the girl had, was pregnant and had to go get an yes, abortion. Yes, yes, the guy banged that one chick. Yes, right. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Adam, mm-hmm. we have a special mention. And More mentions? Is, and it's very fitting, Adam. Oh, good. Before uh, our favorite segment that we've <laughs> come up with in the past year. <laughs> Born, Adam. Uh, okay. Okay, okay. Belsalis Almazar. Adam, take a crack at it. Belsalmus. Belsalmus. It has, Al- has, has nothing to do with diabolic or hell or Hitler or any of that that we were talking about earlier. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Rapper Cardi B, Adam. Oh, how would I know that? <laughs> what is that name again? Say that name. Bell Callis, excuse me. Bell Callis. Bell Callis is a first name? Bell Callis. B E L C A L I S, yes. Okay. Al Mazar, yep. 
Wow. Born in Edgewater, New Cardi Jersey. B. Yeah, 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 yeah. Her, her her debut album, which I didn't know the name of, was called Invasion of Privacy. Wasn't that a rat album as well? Mm. It debuted at number one of the Billboard and broke uh, several streaming records at them. Mm. She's also a provider of moisture. Moisture. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, Adam. It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Birthday number three. Yeah, 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 Adam. Adam. Yes, yes. We have yes. gotten a lot of mileage out of that WAP, haven't we? Yes. And the thing has come out so many. It's like any chance we get, we. Get. Adam, let's go ahead and hit uh, the, okay. the motor really fast. There we here. go. Ooh, that's pretty loud today. You go, see, look, come on, you were doing good. <laughs> What did it come wow. up with, my friend? Has yours loaded already? Uh, it's coming up right now. Oh, yeah, it's coming up all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I I have it. Uh, Ms. Sethi. What's it called? Uh, her name Ms. is Shilpa Sethi. Oh, she, she is from uh, the middle, no, middle she's East. In, she's Indian. Oh, Indian. Like from India, India, huh? Yes. The Indian flag is right next to that. Let me lower down the... Oh, my... <laughs> wow. Uh, let's give out the particular details uh, to look this up. Let's go with uh, M-S period S-E-T-H-I-I. Ms. Sethi. Miss, yeah, there it is. Right. She, oh, Adam, she is verified as well. This is a real buttock. It's certified Gavami real. <laughs> Did you notice oh, that? Oh, she gets a check mark? Yes. Do we not normally have verifies? No, we don't. Oh. Well, here we go. Here's the reason right here. Okay. Five million followers, Adam. That's got to be the record for any of that the has to that we've be had. one of the third birthdays without a doubt. This has to be it, man. She, so this is one where we're going to have exclusive content from one individual. I'm assuming. Yeah, last week we we had a we had a combination. It, it Not was, last week, a, the last episode. Yes, it was a it was a group activity on that. Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, damsels bottoms or something like that. I forgot what it was called. Uh, I'm in the zone. Damsels dot. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> okay. This, by the way, this is not the motherfucker. <laughs> oh, oh, we yep. ha we have the. Uh, well, are these reels? Yeah, these are. Oh, oh we, yep, have yep. we have reels. We have reels. We have so. Okay, Adam. So oh let me go down. Goodness. This is all oh my goodness. Just go straight yes. to the reels. <laughs> that is bad stuff right there, man. Long oh yeah. Agents, T and D. If you go to the Adam, <laughs> this is worthy of, of this intro music, Adam. It's like picture after picture after picture after picture. Wow. Oh, my Lord Almighty. If you go to the first reel. Okay. Do, do you cool. see the first reel? Okay, She's me, shopping, and it looks like go. a uh, pharmacy, perhaps. The first reel. So I gotta hit. I forgot. What do I do? I hit. You hit the like the little, uh, the little directors thingy, okay, the little me, clacker. Okay. Okay. Let me that see. Loads up all the reels. Okay. So oh, wait a minute. So I have to go on to the Instagram Izzle. Is that correct? Yes. Lord oh, of the G strings. The G -str <laughs> does the Lord of the G string app shoot? Shoot me. Did they did the, the did the app development department Adam yes. did they uh, did they figure out how to just to zap you right to 
it, co- it coordinates I'm, I'm all the so, bacteria. I'm so distracted right now. <laughs> this is. Did you get stuck somewhere and you haven't made it to the reels? I, I, I just it, right now all I hear is is. is <laughs> I hear a loud thumping. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> 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 so I hit the clack. Clacker. You hit the clacker? Okay, so I'm... So the first um, reel, did you see a, a lady in a pink top? Okay, so you gotta, the, help, you gotta help me out here. So if uh, the clacker's gonna go where, Adam? Because I, I don't know. Hold on. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna get out of my seat for a second. Okay, go, come over here, please. Adam, push a button. You don't have a clacker. What do you mean I don't have a... Do I, got, I don't have it. Do I have to get my iPhone... <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so we're gonna have to count. Okay, sorry. You got that Android that. It's a piece of garbage. I know. Can't take you straight to the reels. I got my new one. They're coming up. So is okay. all right. So let's oh. go back to the regular, is it, <laughs> antiquated. Is it this one? <laughs> no, it's not. It wasn't that one. <laughs> that looks like a uh, like a draped curtain with uh, two basketballs uh, bouncing up and down underneath it. <laughs> okay. Oh wow, Miss Silpa Sethi. Wow. <laughs> she okay. says she's the baddest Indian on IG. <laughs> I mean, the, oh, she's got man. five million followers that would. Agree. Wow. No God. So, oh yeah, we're gonna have to go. We're gonna go out. There. We're gonna have to go at them. Uh, uh, I'm gonna have to figure this out with you because I have to. I have. She's in the pharmacy. She's buying what in like in Walgreens or something. <laughs> I think she's looking at the feminine. Hy- <laughs> she's in, she's in the feminine hygiene aisle. <laughs> oh, I see that, Adam. <laughs> and she's in the aisle for some reason. I think something happened to her pants. <laughs> <laughs> but she's protected. She is wearing a mask <laughs> when she was out in public. Oh, yeah, you know she's not a lunatic. She's, she's safety first. Oh, wow. Uh, but yes, she's uh, right by the tampax. Adam. Adam. Mm-hmm. Why can't I see something like that when I go to the pharmacy? Give you a taste of your own medicine. <laughs> Look. Oh, oh that's this, this, too much. This that is too much. Adam, this that's... is this this one is very generously proportioned. Adam, would you say Adam, one of the most that's... generously proportioned? What? Adam, I could tell you right now. You know when you go shopping for uh like sofas and couches and stuff like that, uh-huh. and you try to get them where they're very comfortable, where they're very cushioned. Usually, yes. You, yes. you would not have to ask for extra cushioning. <laughs> no, there's plenty. Cushioning. <laughs> Tushing. <laughs> plenty Sethi of cushions here. already Ms. supplied. Sethi here is uh, wow. <laughs> I have never seen an Indian built like this, Adam. <laughs> no, I mean it's really astonishing. Oh, wow. Adam, they're usually wrapped up in their traditional robes or garments, you know, with their some kind of silky. <laughs> There's no wrapping here. <laughs> okay. It's all over the place. This and you know incredible. she works at this. You know she does. She's Because yeah. there's a picture of her in, I'll, I'll show it to you right here. Right. She's in like a dance studio. Oh, yeah. So you know she's out there. She's cutting a rug. She's oh, wow. She's getting some fitness in there. She's getting ready for uh, Bollywood. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. <laughs> my goodness. These are, these are... My I do too, Miss Hethy. 
She has a particular wow. type style of uh, dress that she likes to wear. Silky is that? What is that? It's a very form fitting. It is like a, it's like a sleeve that just goes over her entire body. Oh man. Adam, I think Godzilla will be featuring her. <laughs> she, she, <laughs> without a doubt, Adam. <laughs> Godzilla featured that one oiling up a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I saw that oh, one. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, Adam, this is she has some out. shots where she's in the gym. Mm. There's a, only a few shots that I've seen where she's outside towards the beach area in the beach wear. Uh, yeah, that's true. She doesn't. She doesn't have many. Oh, let me see. Here's one where she's in an orange outfit, and it says uh, in English right across the chest area she's, that she's over it, and she has an attachment on her leg for, for holding her phone. Do you see that? She has a phone attachment, like like it would be like a holster or something where you'd put a gun. Adam, she's crafty. She's crafty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and it's a phone. It's a phone carrier. I don't know if she had to take a quick selfie. <laughs> <laughs> These are the tools of her trade. Adam, she may she may have some issue trying to put some pants over that. <laughs> That's why she has the form-fitting, stretchy material. Adam, that goes over that. I don't. Let me tell you this right now. This is have you like her spandex scroll, loves her. Listen, 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 listen. I don't. You got to look at this one right oh, here. Oh, good. This one is is uh, she's also uh, <clears throat> she also is a part time as a maid. So she she's she'll make a buck anywhere. Have she's in a in a black French maid. Oh my gosh. Uh, apron only. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? And the apron and the front says dirty. <laughs> <laughs> and she's walking towards Adam, towards <clears throat> t- towards the oven. Now here's one. Let me see that one. <laughs> Where you you uh, expressed uh, that she might have issue covering certain areas of her body oh, due, no, to the, she, yeah, due to yeah. the size and girth. She has actually taken a <laughs> shot of some difficulty that has actually occurred. <laughs> The spandex, not even the spandex, Adam could uh, could resist that. I mean, it, it, it tore it up. It was powerless against that. Oh, that's a reel too. <laughs> that's a reel, yeah. Oh, she's in the kitchen. Yeah, she's in the kitchen. See? Oh, she's she's <laughs> ser- serving up <laughs> treats. Yeah. <laughs> My God. warm and hot, Adam. <laughs> I'm going to the reels. Oh, there she is. It's in uh, the reels. Let me see. Oh no, wait. This is a different one. <laughs> but she's in the kitchen, though. It's a nice kitchen. She likes like cooking, Adam. Granite countertops. I wonder nice. if she's cooking with curry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you would assume. <laughs> oh, wow, wow. This These is... are magical. Adam. <laughs> no. Are you okay I, over I there? No, I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, I'm good. we're going to have to leave this session this is, this is a special one. This, this, is, this, this one is, is set, set apart from the rest because this... we've never been to... Uh, have we been to the continent of Asia? No, not well. No, no, we haven't been to India. I know that for a fact. This is the first time we've been to India. Okay. And I want to say that uh, another home run for Agent X3. Where, what was the book that they wrote? At? <laughs> what the book that they wrote? <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, my geez. Oh, no. <laughs> These are these are all high quality shots. These are professional hey, shots. X three, what a what an animal you are. 
<laughs> Adam, there's another one where she's in the pharmacy. She likes going in the pharmacy. Yeah. Uh, she's always very, she's seems very she, health conscious. I wonder if she's a pharmacy tech. Adam, <laughs> <laughs> Adam, 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 Adam. We're going to have to this leave this. This is a wonderful little. addition to, this the, to is, this. This is a, a uh, home run slash slam dunk slash touchdown slash gold, you name it, on National Sports Day, <laughs> Adam. <laughs> We're gonna have wow. to leave this one, Adam. What was the handle again for Miss Sethi? Miss Sethi, M S dot S E T H I I. Check her out now. Become five million and one. Follow this one. <laughs> no, they would be five million and three. three. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Almighty! Thank you, thank you so much. Miss Fessy, we have no idea how much you have. You, yes, that made our day. Wow. We're going to have to open a window. It's like 50 degrees outside. <laughs> it's too much, that Adam. Was, that was it's epic. It's way too freaking much. Jesus that was impressive. Almighty. Impressive, I, I would call it. It left me, it left me crazy. It's time for hashtag what the for homeless. Tommy, I'm going to hand you a piece of paper. Upon it is written a English translation of a Korean term. The book that I was mentioning was the while I was laughing the the, 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 the book it was the Kama Sutra. I couldn't think. <laughs> I, I, could, my, I my couldn't pr- think at all. I, I blanked out. I'm sure a lot of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I was without thought for that. Why I, I could not. I'm like, is it, what the hell is it? I was going to say, in the God of the Vita. <laughs> That's a song. Really. Yeah, you know, Congress of the Cow. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, they wrote the Book of Love. I think so. <laughs> now, wow. Now, I've handed you that piece of paper. It has a <laughs> yes, term written across the top. Let's come back. Do you have any, can you fathom a way to okay. pronounce I that? I will give it a shot here, Adam. Bang, we, jig, nig, my, eonuri. I think that that's really close. I feel like that's really close. Bangui Janagi Mi My Eoniri. Anyway, yeah. And yes. the WTF, I think, stands for what the Frijoles. Exactly. But this is a Korean folk tale. Oh, wow. Which is just, uh, it's like a tale that's passed down generation to generation. <laughs> a tale like down. the one that we just saw? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tale, and I'm going to give you one of the versions of it. Okay, good. All right. A long time ago, this is, of course, translated from Korean into English. So All right. The words are kind of mishmashy here and there. Okay. A long time ago, there lived a daughter-in-law whose face turned yellow oh, wow. and appeared sick. Worried, the rest of the family asked her what was the matter, and she said it was because she had to hold in her gas. Oh. So she was holding in her, yeah. you know, stuff that, you know, she'd normally let out, but she didn't want to do it around the in-laws. Her father-in-law told her it was okay and to go ahead, and the daughter-in-law urged. She was vehement about this. Then she asked that dear father-in-law grab onto a column. Dear mother-in-law, the gate. Dear husband, the kitchen door. Dear sister-in-law, the cauldron. She says, hold on. Go to your separate areas and hold on tight. Then she released herself, and the fart was so (laughs) so powerful 
that the house blew away <laughs> and the father-in-law spinning, his hands still on the column, the mother-in-law flying this way and that as she held onto the gate, her husband rocking and rattling as he gripped onto the kitchen door, and her sister-in-law being swept in and out of the cauldron. Her parents decided <laughs> that they should kick out daughter-in-law with such an unacceptably powerful fart. <laughs> and she set out to return to her family, and the father-in-law accompanied her to see that she got home safely. Oh, wow. On their way, they met a brassware vendor and a silk vendor who wanted to retrieve the pears from the pear tree along the road of travel. However, the tree was too high, the pears were unattainable, so they were at a loss. Okay. The daughter-in-law <laughs> told them she would be able to get the pears for them and proposed a wager, upon which the two vendors promised to give her brassware and silk if she succeeded. The daughter-in-law, once again, made a fart of enormous force, <laughs> which made the pears fall, and in return, received brassware and silk. Oh, my gosh. Her father-in-law realized that his daughter-in-law's powerful fart had a use and took her back to his family. <laughs> That is the end of the folktale. <laughs> okay, that's okay. <laughs> There's more coming. <clears throat> now, sir. Now, that is the entire thing. That is that is what the frijol is on all into itself. Okay. But some interpretations of this are that this is a tale of a woman with a supernatural power as a variation of the giant goddess mythology. Mm. According to a more realistic interpretation, the daughter-in-law's flatulence signifies her capacity for labor and livelihood. So these are positives. Yeah. So the, I would say the more so. flatulence, the better, apparently. It is also notable that she just is able to just return. Just don't tell my wife that. <laughs> <laughs> it is also notable that she is able to return to her in-laws, not due to a change in her behavior, but a change in her in-laws' perceptions. The fart became useful. I wouldn't say they're going to use her. She destroyed the house, yes, but she got pears. <laughs> <laughs> Which gives them strength so they can rebuild the house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, got it, got it. So that is our What the Frijoles. Oh, my God. You've got Korean folk tales. Adam, literally, are you shitting me? I hope there's a whole library of these tales somewhere. <laughs> Where do you come up with this stuff? I always ask That myself, one fell into my lap. That, that was fantastic. That's great. I'm so happy when I heard saw that, that one. I'm going to tell that to my wife. <laughs> it's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Sound of the Week. Adam, I, I like the sounds of that folktale. <laughs> Do you? Okay, well, I'm going to play something now. Oh, of course you are. <laughs> and now tell me, tell me if you've heard this, if it sounds familiar to all you, right, if this right. is something that has crossed your path. Oh, yeah. Okay, it sounds like a college band on the football field. True, true this. Can you realize what they're playing? Well, I'm trying to make it out right now. Uh, they are playing a uh, Zeppelin tune in the... Uh okay. You're cold. You're cold. Super cold. I don't... Da, da, 
it's uh, Rush's. Yes, Tom, it is. Tom Sawyer. Tom yeah. Sawyer by Rush. Wow, what an idiot. This I is am. performed I by out. the Ohio State Marching Band, wow. one of the most famous marching bands in the land. Um, they performed and at halftime of their most recent game. Uh, the band added 20 toms and 20 extra cymbals to recreate Neil Peart's sonic impact. That is pretty crazy. Wow. And they also, you know how they do the marching and they form shapes and words uh-huh. and things. Out and they also marched to spell out uh, 2112. Oh. was a thing. And then they and then converted to where they came up with YYZ, which, you know, is another song. And also the po- airport code for, like, Toronto or something. Where are they mm. from? And they also, they, they finished it in, like, the... Remember, like, from the first or second album where they had the, the classic Rush script? Where yes, they, yes, yes, yes. They formed that perfectly. It's up there. It looks, it's right there. Uh, the red yes, one. Yes, it, They formed that perfectly. I point, just for, just for uh, effect, I pointed out to Adam, uh, yes. was, he had a symbol of it. One of, one of his uh, signature pieces in here. <laughs> uh, but, yes, they did this, and uh, the Rush uh, Twitter received a notification that this had happened and they said they were beyond speechless with the salute to Rush performed by the Ohio State Marching Band. Oh. Big deal. I would say so, without a doubt. And uh, now we have another sound. Uh, This week we have some uh, history. We have some record breaking. William. Current? Yep. William Shatner. Okay, yeah. He, what did he do? He went to space. He went into space. Really this time. He didn't go from a studio in in Hollywood. For reals. He Reels like the reels we just saw? (laughs) (laughs) In the pharmacy? He set a record for the oldest person in space, 90 years old. Wow. And the flight, in total, took 10 minutes. Shot up, you experience your weightlessness in a low Earth orbit, and you come back down. It's just that, that long. There was no orbiting of the Earth or anything. It was just up, experience it, down. So just in case he had some kind of medical issue, they could get back fast. I mean, I think that's what Blue Origin does. He, did, fl- he flew on the Jeff Bezos Blue Origin uh, rocket. Did George Takei say anything about this? I want to know what George Takei said. Ooh. My massive wang. Oh, my. I don't know that he contributed uh, anything. Did he, did he go into that rocket that looks like a peen? Yes. <laughs> The, the same, but uh, what I have here is the response when uh, after they had landed, we're going to get uh, William Shatner's response returning back from space as he's talking to Jeff Bezos there on the ground. And this is what he says: "There is mother and earth and comfort, and there's is there death? I don't know. What is that death? Is that the way death is? Well, and it's gone." Chase. It was so moving to me. This experience did something unbelievable. What you have given me is the most profound experience I can imagine. I'm so filled with emotion about what just happened. I, I just, oh my extraordinary, gosh! Extraordinary. <laughs> that was his response oh in speaking directly to Jeff Bezos. His appreciativeness oh. to be on that flight. <laughs> I knew it was coming, but I knew it was going to come that fast. <laughs> the pressure differences. Think about all the pressure. <laughs> Poor crew. <laughs>
It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Sound of the week. Oh my lord! I yep. thought it was a big deal, you know. I would. I was expecting to see more uh, memes with you know with the penis shaped uh, uh, rocket. Oh, but, was, it, you know, was there not that many? No, I didn't see that many. No, mm. it was. They, I think they were giving some kind of genuinely happy. For yeah, old genuinely Bill happy Shatner. respect for all the, the Bill. You know, the Bill Shatner's up there. You know, mm-hmm. this guy has. I don't know. If uh, he's made incredible fame just being Bill Shatner, who voiced the most these these iconic words, space, the final oh, frontier, yeah. without a that, doubt, that, this is this is these are his words. I think out of all the famous celebrities or movie stars or actors, whatever you want to call them, that has been able to brand themselves successfully, mm-hmm. Bill Shatner, just on his age alone. Okay, being here that long, he was what in his thirties, maybe when he was uh, shagging uh, alien chicks. Maybe and uh, yeah, yeah. If that, you know, I think he's done. He's not afraid to kind of like make fun of himself because he see he he hears the cha ching coming in as you know as that's happening. Well, just think about all the music that he's made. Oh, (laughs) that's another. I mean, that's just oh my god. What 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 do you think he's doing? He's joking with us, Adam. Yes, eighty three episodes, Adam. Eighty three. Eighty three. (laughs) <laughs> Technically 85 We have been on this uh, podcast world, Adam Okay We spoke about it uh, earlier We've had a great, Adam, a great season this year mm-hmm. <coughs> We started it off with, uh, I want to say We went with the Halloween special Oh, we started with that well, We started, I think, you know, yeah. well In the zone that's memorable, you know Okay I would say also that uh, the G-String app came also I want to say mid-November that was a second season. That edition. was this is all second season. We're not. That, did that correlate with the Pope? Yes, he Pope's did. Yes, okay. that's right. When the Pope went and double tapped on the the, the, the IG, the yes, sure. Uh, drought relief. We just mentioned Cardi Cardi B when she was uh, right. going to come out to Kansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christmas COVID, Adam. Uh, National Dingaling Day, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> these, these are all the highlights. Uh, 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 what do you call it, Adam? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what day is Dingling Day again? <laughs> it's sometime in December. I need to I mark that on my calendar. Yeah, That's exactly. coming up. <laughs> you, I, I, I amazed you with the news that the Walk This Way title was off <gasps> the Young Rank. That the, Remember that? That was one of the fav- my uh, yeah. most favorite yes, things I've yes, ever learned yes, on this. Yes, yes. You know, and I want to say towards the end of the year, we also did the glute isolation uh, <laughs> specialist. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was that one video that we saw last last episode's uh, Instagram uh, third birthday where she was able to isolate oh, her. Yes. I think it came out on a Godzilla Go- video. <laughs> I think Godzilla <laughs> yes. took advantage, took of, that advantage well. of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah it's we, been a lot of content. We've, we've done the Danish Kid TV. Remember that the Danish cartoons that they were for kids out there that would do. Oh, it. he would use his wanger for everything. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. We started uh we started a uh, deep Adam going into significant albums. Okay. In the last season. We it started, wasn't yeah. it wasn't as deep it before? wasn't we, we were doing it but not as you know, we were we were cutting it off here and there in mm. the first episode. Okay. In the first season, excuse me. Uh you know, Adam, we covered here uh the uh, the Capitol Rioters. We were afraid that <laughs> if they would have taken over, they would have <laughs> shut down our podcast. <laughs> Yes, we did. We definitely did cover that. But, you know, I I could keep on going on and on and on, but I'll tell you the truth. uh, It was hard to me to pick what was my favorite episode of them all. I got to tell you, Adam. 
Wait a minute. Have you determined I, I your have, number I, one episode? I, I, I have. Out of this season, I have. Yeah, I did. Oh, yes. Okay. I, okay. Yeah, and it was. I, I, I was. I was visiting it back and forth, and going. It just came popping up in my mind, Adam. Okay. I think it's going to be the one where you went out and did some public detective work. Okay, yes, you're in the zone. Because <laughs> <laughs> that one had, that was like really you were out there doing footwork. You, you conducted a interview where it was actually done in a facility, asked pertinent questions to the yes. day and the event and the holiday coming up. What is your favorite episode? Adam, it was, Adam, episode 19 of season two, and it was titled A Very Naughty St. Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, the Valentine's Day show. <laughs> yes. I had a feeling that that was going to be your favorite one. We also covered the topic of cheddar, which is National Cheddar Day. <laughs> and nothing nothing uh, less than Van Halen as well was on the significant album. Oh, so, yeah. Nice. So yeah, that, that is a very good to one. me. That was the that problem. Was, that rumpology was up there. Was really really close. That, and, uh, that Thanksgiving? No, not Thanksgiving. You, you said Thanksgiving. Now I'm saying Thanksgiving. That Valentine's Day one was probably the most impressed that I could have been with you <laughs> and your and your footwork that you did. You you thought about the process. <laughs> you see. How do I gather more information? I have this computer here. <laughs> to help our public. But, to help our public, Adam. But there's a facility down the road yes, where I can yes, go yes. and do some foot ground research, get get boots on the ground, <laughs> and get in there. Yes, Adam. I'm very, very, very proud of that episode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anybody should be. Anybody would be. It was a shame that you know they didn't give us permission to actually air the interview itself. <laughs> that would have been awesome. But you gave out valuable information. I did, yeah, you had like the highest selling products, yeah. and it was leading up to that holiday. I mean, value added for people that listen to the show. So I think that's my that was my favorite. That was out of this entire season. You mentioned Rumpology too. That, that was, was that pretty was pretty good. that was pretty awesome as well. Yeah, we could incorporate that some of we, that with we, today's third birthday. I think, <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> no, we actually we have, but we just have right. to learn more of the Rumpology practice. Yeah. To be able to, you know, we're amateurs, right? Yeah, now. We're, no, 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 yeah, we're yeah. not, we're not and, professional. And we get too way too distracted with these pictures and these videos. When we discover things, this this season we discovered reels. Adam. The reels, the reels were. Game <laughs> I'm sure changer. they were there. They were there for <laughs> goddamn game you know, we're, changer. We're not looking at pictures no more. We actually went to the. We're looking for the clackety clack as you call Tommy, it. Tommy, my yeah. picture moves. My picture's moving. <laughs> moving pictures from Rush. Yes, <laughs> we got to always lick it in. We always got to mix it in with some kind of rock and roll, Adam. Uh -huh. That's the way it goes. That's right. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> you took everything on on your back for a good period of time. I did. I did, I did I like did, I did, four I did, I did. solo episodes at least. Yes. Um, yeah, probably um, four or five, something maybe. like that. It was it was a summer. You were out there. You know, you were promoing the show with your. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> I was sick as a dog too. <laughs> yes, I was you, yes, I was yes. You told me that. So sick. My second favorite was your return, Adam. <laughs> 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 that day we were graced by, when, when Godzilla, by Jay as well. When Godzilla shut the door in my face? Yes, that, yes, 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 yes. That was my return. That was really good. And we had Jay that day too as well, if you yeah, remember. He did show, so, yeah. he did show. yeah. So he'd, he'd been out for a while. He hadn't made too many appearances no, in did, the second he, season. He did He did beginning, and he did maybe he did maybe six, seven, seven podcasts. But still, you know, he passed on his wealth of knowledge to... Uh, to me and you and or you and I and we're doing really good. I mean, <laughs> but that was my second most favorite. And I, if I were to say the another bit that really cracked me up, Adam, that I did revisit it this week is when uh, the airplane left you and didn't take didn't take <laughs> didn't take you to college, didn't take you to Puerto Rico. Didn't go to Puerto Rico. No. <laughs> I had to go to Colorado. <laughs> 
<laughs> not everything's good. No, no, that's no. Not no. Good from my I thought it was good, and 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 mm-hmm. also you were a little upset when I did the uh, Kaami interview as well. That's, yeah, I I think that's maybe. Oh what, yeah, you snuck uh, that one in on me. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So yeah, those are mine, Adam. So I don't know. I can, I actually all of them are my favorites, but those are the ones. <laughs> <laughs> like my songs, these are my podcasts. Yes, <laughs> listen to this whole three hours. <laughs> Almost, and that's another thing, Adam. This season, we also went up, Adam, to, to almost three hours. Well, what were we average? What were we averaging about? About two hours, one fifty uh, around there. First season, first season. Yeah, okay. we started at forty five minutes, and then we kept it steady for about maybe. So we just kind of keep yeah. all the regular content, and we just kind of add new segments. <laughs> yes, add segments. Yes, add yes. Segment. We've we've been able to like we. we I think that today's uh, today's uh, so lonely was a complete flop, but <laughs> we got to work on that. But it's a great song. Oh, anyway. I think so. Yeah, absolutely, man. Couldn't be that bad yeah, if that's the case. You know, we we had a few a few episodes where we were able to play the jingle as well as the mail. The uh, you know the we got mail. We came yeah, up, that's the first came time we'd up, ever yeah, really yeah. Exp- delved into the mail. Yeah, we actually did a whole thing with just mail. So it, mm-hmm. it's just too much. It's just too much comes in, and we just can't go through everything. Imagine if we ha- had a mail segment every week. We can't. Can you imagine you know, that? It would take I mean, forever. We would be like, it'd be a four-hour <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, it'd be a four-hour show, and and then Joe Rogan would say, "Why? Why your show so long?" Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's you're you're absolutely right. And still, I, I I like I said, I, the best part about this show, Adam, is just being here. And uh, you know, getting the feedback from the general and and the rest of the fans that that have been with us since day one, the people well. on Owl yeah, Trail, that's right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> giving us five star reviews, hey, Adam. So, I'll take so, it. So, out of all of them, Adam, which which which, what do you think? You what? What's your one of your? We we only did one music review, by the way. We never got to do. We we went to one show, Adam, and we never did a the the basis <laughs> oh, yeah. of the basis of this podcast. We could have at least done one, and we failed. So you're saying we could have went to a show we last went, night? We did. Well, we could have went last night. We could have that could have been like our show duty to yeah, do and that. That would have been podcast number one of season number three. And we saw and we saw Steel Panther and never talked about never it. Talked a about it. You disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, when I think about it, I, I I totally agree. Like I mentioned, the Rumpology and the Saint Valentine's Day, both of those were great. Um, Anything that is around a holiday always seems good. Like when we get ramped up for a Halloween yeah. or something, or we talk about, for some reason, right off the top of the show, when we talk about the national day of whatever the national day is. We did the Oreos, which you hated. The, you or- know, <laughs> the Oreos. It was, during, it was during this season. They paid this season. money to get a day. Yes, they did. They, they did. just, I, they I, just I, bought a day. No, no, I don't want to get mad again. But... Uh, I love going th- over all those things. And you go into the history books. You go into the the history, the world history, the, the rock history, sports history, and you find nuggets of things that I've never heard of. Yeah, we rejoiced to the oh we rejoiced to the death of these Nazi bastards. Today. Oh my God! See, I didn't know. <laughs> I thought, it, oh, it's another sickness. Obviously, it's a sickness. It's gonna take people out. No, it's ropes. <laughs> ropes hung. Uh, no, everything is always good. The, Every- the, that kind of vaccine for that kind of vermin is just great. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be more of it. But coming back after my long hiatus okay, would be my yeah. favorite, favorite part of the entire time because I missed it. When I, that's when I sat back in the chair here in the studio, I felt nervous, out of place. I'm like, how, how do I do this? Again? It didn't seem it, it like didn't that seem at like, all to it me. It seemed like, what am I, what, this doesn't seem right. It what do I do here it now? It did not seem at all like oh, that to man. me. 
That was just put you, together with uh, tape. You no no no. Hey, let me tell you this right now. You were you, when when you were back in that chair, Adam. It yeah. was like when uh, William Shatner playing <laughs> <laughs> Captain uh, Kirk, Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk. <laughs> I'm, I'm completely forgetting everything today. I forgot James the, Tiberius. Kirk. Yes, Ty, James Tiberius. It, it was when you came back, Adam. It was just like when Captain Kirk is either either having some kind of problem in some planet that he beamed down, and Spock and everybody's trying to figure this out. And even though Spock is doing a good job, he came back, took his chair as you did, Adam, uh-huh. and yeah. you took control of the Enterprise mm. on that side. Because honestly, I'll be honest with you, I, we've said this before, and I don't want Gosilo playing any kind of music, and he's, su- <laughs> he's super muted. Getting you, back, getting you back was probably your right. To me, after having done that entire summer of what four or five podcasts by myself, yeah, exactly. even though I did, you know, I, I did cover some good ones yeah. like Bra Facts. Yes, uh, <laughs> I mean the content is always strong. Strong. So, yeah, I, I was able to do you know to uh, to pick myself up and and do something for the uh, of the interest of our uh, of our of our fans. I bet, even though you it was a an additional burden on you, you took it as a challenge and oh, you yeah. said. Can I do this? I will. I will try to make this. I will forge ahead in the face of adversity, and I will make this. I will keep this podcast alive. I was going to try to keep it alive at least until the end of season two. That was my. <laughs> that, that was my. Uh, <laughs> and then then. <laughs> we would have. It would have went all, Yeah, it would have flatlined and off air. By the way, <laughs> you know where that all gets all that uh, all that static at the end. That probably would have been it. You oh know? yeah. <laughs> But that was the whole deal. I mean, I think we had a great year. I think I'm almost sure we got to look at the stats. I got to I got to ask Jay because Jay's the one who knows how to do that, and to see how much we've grown. We were at what three forty nine or four forty nine or four thirty nine last time we checked, and sure. that for us is huge. That's you know that's pretty big. I would say so. that from season one to season two, this is a show in transition. It, still it started is. as a purely about rock shows, reviewing yeah. of rock shows, rock history, all this stuff. <laughs> now it is what well, we haven't done. It has turned into something totally different. I mean it's still it, that's part of the element of it. That's kind of the the base layer. Yeah. But we've pu- plastered all this other stuff on top. All this other goodness has come in. <laughs> has trickled it's, in. Is it gooey goodness out of <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's gooey. And we have forged even though the forces some forces of evil Adam have attempted to to bring us down. Haters, true, true that. Haters and then, <laughs> yes, haters and blockers. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's plenty of that uh, to go around. So I, I I would say that to our haters, uh, get ready. Yeah, season three is coming, and it's probably coming with a vengeance. It's probably coming because some more bullshit <laughs> and more screwing around, Adam. And on that note, sir, I want to tell you congratulations again for another year. And I am looking forward, my friend. To every Saturday morning, especially now that it's getting colder. Yes, exactly. <laughs> to uh, to uh, sit down and bullshit with you, Adam, a couple of hours, and you just can't, you know, you just can't beat this man for real. So again, thank you, my man, my friend. Uh, thank you, and congratulations to you as well. Mm-hmm. Also, to Godzilla. Oh, you can't leave him out. <laughs> you can't even you leave him out. It's problems. He's, he's become an essential. <laughs> That's member. damn right. He's doing a good job. So, Adam, on that note, shall we? Let's do it. Good times, bad times. Adam, you get the good. I'll get the good times this this uh, this time. So I have bad. You'll get bad. Yeah, you get okay. bad. I 
I've right. been doing bad times for a while. Okay. Well, we'll 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 do this. Okay. Uh, okay. We're back on TikTok. <laughs> oh, oh no. Tommy? Is, it, is it the Mormons? <laughs> it's not Mormon. Uh, Tommy, alarming video has been posted to TikTok. Captioned: Fried arowana. Arowana is is that uh, the marijuana without the mm. uh, nope arowana? Nope. Is it uh, Ari- Ariana Grande? Nope. Okay. No. I can't forget It is out. a particular species of fish, fried fish. What could be so bad about that? Does it is a, is the fish called this title of this <laughs> no, 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 uh, no. this Korean of this Korean what is it was it a Korean folk story? It is uh, Indonesian. It's an Indonesian oh. TikTok. <laughs> uh, this particular species, the Asian arowana, arowana is uh, known to be the most expensive aquarium fish on the planet. Oh wow. Journalist Emily, uh, somebody, wrote about this elusive species. Uh, it is associated with good luck and prosperity. Of course. And the, there are farms in Southeast Asia, which are uh, like high-security prisons. They have concrete walls, barbed wire, uh, watchtowers, guards. High security. Because the ponds that are growing these fish are so valuable. Uh, but like golden fish. Something like that, yes. Like maybe like big fancy koi or something like that. Diamond fish. Something, yes. Valuable. Uh, our one is even subjected. <laughs> I like how you move your fingers there. You know, <laughs> they are uh, they're they're so beloved and they're so valuable that sometimes they are even subjected to cosmetic surgery to improve the appearance of the fish. No, I get uh, what is they it? Get, Botox. They or? get eye lifts or chin jobs because sometimes they don't, they're not as a, uh, attractive as they could be. What was wrong with this fish, you'd say? Well, this lady wanted the fish tank that this uh, arowana was kept in to be cleaned, and she warned her husband, clean the fish tank. You don't want your fish to die. Take care of this. And he would. He kept putting it off, kept putting it off. So it, she took this pet matters, bad. She you... took matters into her own hands, and she went in and she cleaned out the, the, the fish tank. Of the arowana. And she cleaned the tank. But there was distress. The fish became ill, she says. It got sick. She looked at it. And she thought it would... I, I can't look at you while you're... She looked at it. I can't she, look at what you're reading this And she book. thought, it would be delicious, and I fried it. Because it was dying anyway. <laughs> uh, likely story. Now, these are so expensive. The most uh, pricey one is a $300,000 fish Holy of this macaroni. version. macaroni. And this guy didn't want to clean out his tank, oh, carrying wow. his super expensive fish. So his He didn't have servants wife, to do that? His wife fried this mother. <laughs> that's a bad, that's a bad oh, times. Oh, man, that's that, an, guy. that is an expensive bad times. I hope, I, he, I hope he ate every little bit you're, of it, you're too. Re- yeah, you're reading that story, and I'm like, I can't watch you read it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I said something really fucked up is going to come out of this. <laughs> well, she, that, I mean, she fried isn't his like super- Isn't like a Ferrari and those Lamborghini, those kind of cars cost $300,000? Sure, sure, sure. Absolutely. Man, you would think that if you paid that much, you would have some, some kind of servant of some sort, and they would do the uh, domestic cleaning part of this uh, fish tank. You would imagine, unless... Maybe they'd uh, procured the arowana illegally. Maybe they had broken into one of the farms and smuggled one out. <laughs> that could be it too. And I don't she, know. And they're and they're so low class that she's and hungry that she decided to, <laughs> yes. to you know chop that sucker off. I've already she, lost so much value already. Ate it with its eyes and everything. You know <laughs> exactly. Adam, I have some good news, man. Oh, thank God. Some good news in the heavy metal world, actually. Mm, really? So we're gonna close out season two with some really awesome news. Oh. As a matter of fact. 
Rob Halford. You know who Rob Halford is. He comes up on this podcast every once in a while. We went ahead and read one of his heavy metal philosophy quotes not too long ago. Remember that? Sure. And uh, did you know that Rob Halford beat prostate cancer during the COVID-19 epidemic? I didn't know he was suffering with cancer. Damn right. I didn't know either until this came out. This is Ultimate Classic Rock yesterday, Adam. Yesterday. Mm. Said that uh, Rob Halford revealed he battled prostate cancer during the COVID-19 pandemic and is now in remission. I had a little cancer battle a year ago, which I got through, and that's in remission now. Thank God. That's good. Luckily, I, prostate I cancer was, is one I, of the most treatable cancers. Yes, I believe. the metal god, even though he, thank God, he's still the metal god, mm-hmm. told Consequence in a new interview. That happened while we were all locked down, so things happened for a reason as far as time sequence of events. I have nothing but gratitude to be at this point in my life still doing what I love the most. And that, Adam, mm. is a rockin' baby. Wow, that's really good. That is some great news. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and out of all these motherfuckerias that we've been screwing around with and all the, all the, <laughs> what was that one, uh, the, the one racetrack fan that was uh, F.U. Brandon. What, <laughs> what was the whole deal? Oh, okay. the, the, new, the new lunatic thing. Yeah, a, a Brandon guy. <laughs> went, went and won a race. So right. he's getting interviewed. So it's one of fans, one of the NASCAR guys. This yeah, is what this I is. I guess. And and fans in the stands were cheering as the guy was being interviewed, but they weren't cheering for him. They were cheering anti thoughts uh, against the president. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> so F U Joe Biden oh, wow. uh, turned into the the yeah, see that the interviewers just said oh they're saying let's go Brandon <laughs> and don't, that, don't, don't edit this out that's where that's where the lunacy is you know that they had they had some of this uh, they, they didn't say let's go Brandon over the overpass over here on Kellogg going west today oh yesterday as a matter of fact they used so, a, they used a more explicit yes version? they did and it's mm-hmm. let's just say that's just one of the many uh, loony things that are going on so to hear something. Like one of the you know countless almost loony things that are going on on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. Trouble with the uh, with the shipping industry, with supplies mm-hmm. coming in, and I was yep. like, you know, again, listen to the podcast and uh, available on Spotify <laughs> and Apple Podcast uh, app, uh, RSS podcast, Castbox. Himalaya and Ox Trail, Ox Tra- Owl Trail, Owl Trail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and and you know, distract yourself from this because this is the kind of good news, you know, especially of of you know of the rock and roll heroes that we love and adore. You know, do you know what people? Rob do? Halford is up there. You do you know? know what people do nowadays? They get sick and they don't say anything. No, like Rob Halford did this. My favorite comedian in the world. Norm Macdonald. Oh yeah, he passed rec- away recently. Yeah. Just died. Nobody, nobody knew he was sick. They, they're worried about vaccine and anti-vaccine. Mm. It's that's more important than to celebrate a person that brought so much laughter, yeah, and happiness. You know, in their own kind of way. I'm, that's why I'm glad that Chappelle's coming up pretty soon with his special again through Netflix. Oh, you it's know? already out. It's, it's already out. Oh, I didn't I, know I, that. I watched it. Oh, you saw the new one? It's fantastic. Oh man, I'm so behind. It's, it's it's very very good. It is his personal life experience and and observations. Okay, but he's talking about a lot of sensitive type oh, the, topics. Good. I'm, I'm thank you for telling me that. That's how much di- I got to stop watching tubo, YouTube and and, <laughs> and turn on your Netflix and, and, and turn on to Netflix. I thought it wasn't out yet. Anyway, Adam, and that today, my friend, was this right here. Good times, bad times. 
I thought we wouldn't make it through today for some reason, Adam. Tommy, after uh, you finish the Chappelle special, you can move on to Squid Game, which is a South, <laughs> which is a Korean show. I wonder if there are any uh, daughter-in-laws in in the Squid Game show. <laughs> farting, I will watch it. If it's not farting, no, I won't be watching it, Adam. Well, Tommy, in the last episode of this season, you have anything else? I have nothing else, man. How about you, Gosilo? You got anything for us? Gosilo has nothing at him. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Gosilo, for the board again. As always, we want to thank our legion of listeners, our fans, and whoever else subjects themselves to this podcast. We really do appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, life is not that serious. It is not. Again, search the keywords, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast app, RSS podcast, CastBox, Owl Trail, and everywhere else, this podcast is on demand and streaming. Activate the notification icon to be notified when we are online and tell a friend or an enemy. I'm Adam Tate. And I am Mr. Tommy Martinez. Today is October 16, 2021. And you are listening to the end of Season 2 of the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Remember to always play it often, play it loud, but play it. Yeah. The Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast is produced by Dadakoa Promotions. Yeah! Which are the cancers? Dadakoa Promotions. Massive wang. Ooh. Why do you want to treat me so bad? Hangman.